<laughs> if I truly had to act, like I've actually okay. had to act, wouldn't go well. We did it. We're here. Welcome to, let me turn this down to make it more manageable, but we're here. Welcome into the podcast, everybody. We got a lot of things loaded up for you guys. Uh, why even fucking get to it? Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. From Atlanta, We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December seventh, ninth. And a question, a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. here we're in and we did it once again that you music, got here early we're yeah. here we got we pre-showed a little bit 20 exactly. minute pre-show and i i feel you know when that song started i was in goofy goofy boy mode now i'm focused i am focused keith well, you i'm focused be. for a good show got to be focused for because of hand. that song it keeps me going and we you know, you know what i've enjoyed about the pre-show what's that you put on tv land and oh, I've a, been stuck on this all day. I've been talking to my dad more. I've been duoing with my dad doing video calls, and okay. this is all he watches. So for us <laughs> to relate, so for us to have conversations, I have to put on fucking Bookman. And then, <laughs> but I'm he, sorry. But even everybody loves Raymond is his jam now and shit. That's so. I mean, I I, I think. I, why do I think it's hilarious? Because because like the fact that you get sucked into that just shitty era of television that was my youth that was my childhood was shows like one day at a time shows like good times you know different strokes is a little bit more kids ow it had a different tone hey you know what they say different strokes for different folks there we go And those different folks were little midgety black people <laughs> who had kidney diseases that ended up killing them in the end. Welcome into the show, though, everybody. I want to get this out of yeah. the way quick. This is Keith Pazel's podcast. Uh, I, of course, am Keith Pazel. I'm with my co-host, Adam Crocious. Um, we're going to be with here for the next two, three hours, maybe. We're going to watch a little TV, make fun of it, and we're going to find out about the yeah. world and ourselves through what is on television. We have events that happened that correlated of television or happened because of television. Yeah. A uh, very NFL-heavy show today. Uh, KeithPazel.com slash live to watch us live, and then it goes up wherever podcasts are. KeithPazel.com slash feeds to subscribe to the show, and now we're at it. Yeah. Here at News Nation. We, got, we got News Nation on right now with the fucking uh <laughs> bump in my mic there you go uh but now that there's commercials on i guess we can get into the first fucking so we were talking a little off the air i'm gonna get on a little bit of a weather channel for this i think okay okay uh i woke up today with a story that says we're in a six mass extinction event uh we are 
We are. And they're they're pretty much saying uh, that within the next 20 years, 100 land animals oh, are going to be dead. You see, I'm going to go to the story here, but I want to put on a little weather channel. And then because this will correlate to another thing, because right now there's a huge snowstorm bombarding like yeah. the entire east coast east pretty coast. much yeah like my dad pounded. said i thought he was talking weird because he was like yeah there's a snowstorm that's pretty much like every all but six states on the east coast are getting hit by a snowstorm wow but but, but it didn't make it to illinois it didn't make it no to, they're no. getting like they're getting a little lake effect yeah it exactly. snowed like a bitch in in chicago yeah yeah no yeah that's going on but yeah i agree uh, I've had this. Co- this is from the independent.co.uk, so you know it's real. The Brits are on it. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. Yeah, we have, we, we're in a mass extinction period, no doubt about it. And it's just like, uh, you know, I, I keep wondering. I've always said this with climate change, and climate change is very much related to that. It's hey, all interrelated. What up, Andy? I My keep guy thinking Andy's myself, on the chat. What's going to be the Pearl Harbor event? That people are going to be like, okay, well, a giant, pol- a giant polar bear is going to fall from the sky <laughs> into the the fucking Hawaiian Bay, and, and they'll be like, holy shit, that's what? No, I caused the most adorable title ever. It'll be like a Pepsi commercial. Well, what if there's a time something happens, and maybe this is a different show? You can like, put, you know, you'll know this probably. What if? Oh, all the bees died this summer. Oh no, like, that, that would that be happens. terrible. That would like, and I think they said if all the bees died, human beings would follow. In like years, yeah. Because well, bees f- pollinate all the plants. Oh, the, 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 it's the food chain. It's the food chain is related to that. So it's like, uh, yeah, it, it could get really fucking ugly. It could Dude, get really. The ugly. music on the Weather Channel is intense. Well, yeah. Well, it's all you know. Th- you know, they all. It's all hype. Everything's just okay. Rat pellet hit, hit the feed. Pe- oh, light, bright light, noise, banging. Dude, when oh, I was a nervous oh, little kid, oh. when I was a nervous little kid, I used to watch the fucking Weather Channel hard aggressively i once worked myself into a frenzy because there was tornadoes in georgia yeah. and i thought they were somehow going to come to chicago yeah and it's like no no it's literally hundreds upon hundreds of miles away and so that whole like again they hit that fucking everything hits the fear button and that's the big complaint oh you go oh, climate change you're afraid of that no 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 there's a bunch of facts that that, that back it up. So here we there go. There have been thousands of scientific studies, probably tens of thousands. The sixth mass extinction yeah. of the planet's biodiversity is currently underway, according to a new study confirming previous warnings that the Earth species have been dying off at an accelerated rate in the last few centuries. Yeah, it's it, it's like t- tell that to fucking uh, the gas companies, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Me making pull- <laughs> But it's. <laughs> I wish I was smart enough to have some sort of like. Well, that's because of this thing that happened in 86. But instead, I'm just like, no, only smart enough to be like, yeah, tell that to Bezos. Bezos is my one go to (laughs) that. You just truly of like, he's the one. It's his fault. I don't even really know. I don't think. Yeah. You know, I'm down on now of the true. Elon Musk is really by Elon or is that his name? Elon. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I I literally I, I I was watching the Wall Street Journal app. Okay. And, and it was him being interviewed about Biden's infrastructure bill. And, you know, he was asked, well, these electrical stations, should we have more electrical stations being built? Maybe I told the story before, too. No, but I like the idea real quick that major winter storm threatening New York. And I like the idea that they're going to be like, we need to fucking bomb this storm. <laughs> Nobody attacks our New York. Yeah. With your Jew cold. <laughs> so we don't believe in that, by the way, where we love we love the Semets. Yeah. But but I was <laughs> the New York Semets. <laughs> well, no, what was I saying about uh, at a good point about that? Was making, oh, yeah. The Wall Street Journal. Elon Musk. Elon, Elon. Elon Musk. Oh, I'll, I'll keep this. Elon. 
It sounds like you should talk like this. My name is Elon Musk. Well, he's from South Africa. I've all the money. He's, he's got a, a weird global accent. Yeah, kind of well, talks like this. Very like he he's got an accent, but it's very it's not. He's South African. But I was born in Scottsdale, Arizona. And he came to the states, and he has just obviously become this captain of industry. And he was he was bashing the infrastructure bill because the infrastructure bill has, of course, money set aside to build more electrical stations for cars to get you know juiced up. And he was like, "Why is that going on?" I juiced her up. And, and, and they were just like, "What well, you know?" Yeah. Uh, his his response that was, "It's not necessary. We didn't subsidize the produce you know the production of gasoline stations. We didn't subsidize that. Gas stations just created in response to the market. You know." Well, why, why do we have to have the government get involved with that? You know, I hear what he's saying, and I think there's truth in that. There's actually truth in that. And they're right. They will overbuild in certain areas. They'll be built in areas in the desert that don't need them. It'll be looked at as a sign of a failed policy. No, the point is climate change is real, and there actually has to be an acceleration of certain things we're trying to do. And your uh, attitude is uh, your obstructing that. So here and we and are. he was so arrogant about it. He was so arrogant. His voice was so just like, ugh. We, we didn't he subsidize gas stations. Said, he he recently said, because there was a theory that I think that was three, Elyon, that $3 billion will solve the world's hunger crisis. <laughs> it's like, I think it's a fact that it, it's like $3 billion and you could feed every per starving person on earth. And he came out and goes, I want proof that that's true. Because well, he's got like hundred, he could easily do it, and he just goes, "I want, I want proof that that's true." That also tells me. I mean, they know that they're under siege too, uh, as well. It should be uh, as well. That's where they're going so hard with Trump. It's just like, listen, man, I, it is all in response, I believe, to Obama's second uh, presidential uh, speech, where he just he made his announcement about climate change being a real thing, and that oh, it's so alarmist, you know. So they they really circled the wagons, and they're mucking up the whole process of trying to. Uh, accelerate this or, or make it you know, implement it because it's just like uh, you know whatever it's a big issue you know and, and you know there's got to be some unity in the political process to, to address to it of this and year. it ain't there man let's go to some boring numbers here real quick we uh, can't even we can't even agree over a fucking virus that we know people have died from and it's still well, not mo motivating us to unify I mean, come on. Good job calling it the virus. We're not you know? going to get flagged on YouTube. Yeah. The research estimated that since the year 1500, Earth could have already lost between 7.5% or 13% of its 2 million known species. Drastically, this is a quote from some fucking dork, drastically increased rates of species extinctions and declining abundances of many animal and plant populations are well documented. Yet some deny that these phenomena amount to mass extinction. Yeah. Similar to climate denial, many still do not accept the ongoing species die-offs amount to a sixth mass extinction. Yeah. We're just good at hunting now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also... I mean, That's what I, happens I guess, when you get my son out there with his... You know, here's got the a thing big elephant it. rifle. Let's just have a discussion about it. Just admit that it's going on. It, it doesn't mean... It doesn't mean everything has to change. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I think of George Carlin's argument about, about when he would get upset with environmentalists. He was like, hey, maybe the earth likes plastic. Maybe it wants plastic in it. It can actually handle it. You know, it helped create it. You're putting it back in. You know, it's, yeah. it's not. It's like how you, you hang know? up posters on your wall. That's the earth poster is the plastic. <laughs> But but I but my point is it is just this, wants to rep Pepsi. <laughs> we have to we have to have at least a discussion. But there's not we can't even have that man. I used to believe in the myth of progress, Keith. I used to really believe in it. I thought we were on a path. That's what got me out of the bed out of bed in the morning. Because in my twenties, it was the same thing. It's been ratcheted up a couple more notches. You know, in the nineties, it was like 
at, at six or seven. Now it's like at nine. You yeah. know, they're really they're really pushing it, ramp, ramping it up. You know, to get pressure on it just to see what happens. And it's like. I don't necessarily totally disagree with that as a strategy, but I am not optimistic about any sort of agreement. It's so, uh, it's just so, it's it's a failed state. <laughs> we, we live in a failed state that can't function. It can't do the basics of like, let's repair roads, like really simple things it can't agree on. That That's a problem. I'll tell you what that, isn't that, a failed a problem, state. You know? I'll tell you what isn't a failed state. The new, the new York of the King of Queens here. This is what this is where sitcoms bring you back to earth because look nothing's going on here. No climate yeah. change. Yeah, exactly. The only Thank you. The only hippo dying off on this show is his fucking manhood because his <laughs> wife is so fucking in charge of everything. Is that basically the theme of his balls have been cut well, off? It, no, it's that she's super hot and he's super fat. And like, because she's so hot, um, we got to read the chat here, here. This There's co-host. a power dynamic, man. So uh, Andy here, I work with Andy. He's yeah. a good boy. He says you have a voice for the news. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm speaking at my best, I think. He says you know? Carlin predicted COVID. Might be true. Yeah, oh, There's oh, no. probably a bit in there. L- listen, it, it, the, I mean, I'm scientists. It's called are... the cunt flu. <laughs> The bearded clam. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I loved There's Carlin for be a, a while. There's going to be a lab in Wuhan. <laughs> Wuhan. What do they got? Hands growing out of their face? Are the hands slanted? They probably had some sort of weird edgy bit. <laughs> I tell you what, that guy was prolific to the end. You got to give him credit. Oh, yeah. That fucker, like, he was like, this is my voice, and I'm doing this till I die. Well, that's what's great about being old, because towards the end, I mean, he still did have good bits, but you could just be like... Fuck Tiger Woods and his tight fucking shove a golf club up his fucking clit ass. And they're like, oh, George, 75, still hard. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you you perceive George Carlin? I love George Carlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got freaked out because I know George Carlin from Shining Time Station. Children's wow. television, George wow. Carlin. I didn't wow. know of him. And my mom was like, I watched one special of his from like the late 90s. And I was like, this guy says fuck. Yeah. And all that. And, oh, she was yeah. like, and my mom was like, oh, yeah, you need to watch like george carlin stuff your mom was pretty cool she yeah, was dude. pretty aware she, you know was, what I mean? she liked the screaming trees she was aware you know of yeah and, and you and you were probably like 12 or 13 that's a good age no, i was exposed. younger than that i think like 10 i got into stand-up young yeah. my dad would get hammered and watch like old stand-up spotlights with a perm-haired <laughs> rosie o'donnell david spade with like super long bull haircut david spade in the 90s <laughs> that's so funny who did you think was like when you were a kid and and like that era of comedy who did you like and think was funny martin lawrence like like who did you like and think was was funny like a mid-90s comic mid-90 um let's see like that mid-late 90s stand-up comedy when you were first exposed to it i was too random like i remember i loved this dude named bobby collins do you know who Bobby Collins yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen. I think he's had a few TV oh, appearances. I'm putting, putting on Comedy Central while we talk about this. You know, like I said, I'm matching it up. We got yeah, Steinfeld's yeah. on. Seinfeld's been ruling the game here. Yeah, it's in the TV league. Yeah. It made it into the prime time. Is this Corbin? It's made Burns it to sign. Probably, dude. <laughs> I like fucking everyone doing their weird like ego. <laughs> I did like their Seinfeld. ego victory lap. Yes, I'm on Seinfeld. I too am successful. I'm doing a lap on Seinfeld. This is how my career works. It's Dude, a- one time in the late '90s, it's a great show. You know? In the late '90s, we yeah. were we were flying to Delaware to see my aunt. And there was this drunk. You would dude. go traveling to the most obscure places. She lives in Dover. Fucking Delaware. But we I were to, yeah, we were yeah. delayed in the airport, and there was this drunk dude, and he kept going. 
he kept going, let's not go, uh, let's not go where we're going, let's watch Steinfeld. <laughs> His wife was getting so upset because he was just bothering people, and he just kept going, I'm not doing anything, I'm watching Steinfeld. <laughs> I love it, that's when like, whatever, a Gentile, like knows he's Jewish, but makes him exceptionally Jewish. It's Steinfeld, no, it's Seinfeld. There's no T in it, you know, but you're making it exceptionally Jewish when you're putting the T in there. It's Steinfeld. I'm really no, trying not. to think, though. That's hilarious. Am I really getting into comedy outside of because yeah. when I was a kid and I'm being 100 percent honest here. Yeah. Which is another pet peeve of mine when comics do when they go, yeah. dude, true story. Yeah. Legit. If you I'm going to show you my notebook right now. And if this premise is written in it, I'll let you yeah. stab me in the fucking throat. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth here. Yeah. This happened for real. I'm yeah. not doing a bit. Please trust me. Yeah. That I'm authentic and honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people are like, yeah, dude, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I'm yeah. usually, I mean, I'm in here slinging the bits. Yeah. True as fuck what I'm about yeah. to tell you right now. You know what it is? It's weak to do that. I, I used to do that. You're like 100%. No, honestly, I'm being honest here. Of course. Okay. Yeah. You're being honest. Exactly. Just tell the story. You know what I mean? I, I even forgot that. the story I was yeah. about to tell. <laughs> what was I about to say? Andy, what was I about to say? Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You, you were talking about, hey, when comics do that, Steinfeld, uh that i don't know oh yeah i thought i didn't know comedy was a profession oh oh yeah i thought it was like path. a game yeah. show exactly i thought that like you submitted you like oh i have this story about my kids like i thought dennis leary was just like some pipe fitter really that fucking won a contest to go on vh1 <laughs> it wasn't until my freshman wow, year of high layered. school <laughs> it wasn't until my freshman year of high school that i read a, an article that they interviewed pat Oswalt, and he was talking about how like yeah no when everybody starts they're bad and you like you just you go out there and you have to do it it's like talking about how it's the one thing where you can't practice at home like yeah most people could sit in their room and shred on the guitar yeah. and then go hey guys yep just unveil their fucking awesome guitar skills yeah and they were like stand up <clears throat> is the one thing where you have to suck at it in public yeah immediately and for a while and then while. he talked about how like but then you meet other comics that are also shitty and then you yeah. become friends and you get good together and yeah. like and i was like oh i didn't realize that that it's like <clears throat> this profession that takes 20 years to become like to make money at it and stuff like oh that. yeah yeah no he's absolutely and that's right. when i was yeah. that's weirdly where my mentality is where i was instantly like that sounds awesome because yeah. i'm a big video game guy and i like the idea of building up a character yeah where you start with the base and then you earn these cool things as, along the way yeah. and i was yeah. like oh this is kind of like building a video game character where you start out this kind of beige shape and then as you do yeah. stand up you build your fucking you build yourself that's interesting I, I i like that approach to it i think that's actually kind of a healthy attitude towards it i i, I actually like that i think i think it makes sense i remember talking to Dwayne kennedy and you know obviously we, talked, we dropped his name here before he doesn't and he didn't remember either but we caught it up he's yeah, probably high too yeah no 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 we, we, we you because i asked the question shows, who were the first comics yeah who were the first comics you remember actually shows brought to you by weed by the way but but with with uh with kennedy he just said he thinks he thought it would take it takes the average comedian like 10 to 12 years he thinks to really develop their truly good like 12 to 15 minutes that's him saying that. and i put out an album that's after him. seven you know yes yeah, yeah th th that's him saying who is a naturally gifted performer and great stand-up and he is probably right because i put out a special a special yeah. quote unquote as special as could be for yeah. being where i was in chicago and then when i moved to la and i figured out ways to tell those bits better 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm yeah. not upset that I released them, but I definitely have quicker ways to get like, they're not as long. They're more yeah. like I, I realized, like, I think it takes moving to a place where there's real professionals around. And I'm not saying yeah. that people in smaller cities aren't good. I'm saying yeah. like people that are don't think of comedy as an art form. They like they make money at the show. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like a real that they're even stuff that you, you can do both. You have to learn how to like get rid of shit that you really like. And I think that's the like artistic side that the alt comedy likes to thrive on of like, who cares if the audience doesn't like two minutes of your five minute joke? Like, yeah, you know, you know, the point is you do gotta be, you know, you gotta be funny, you know? Yeah. And the only way to do it is to, you know, get better is, is to be, you know, to do it. But anyway, we're digressing but, yeah. here. No, it's good. No, it was, no, it was it's good. good. I, I like I hearing like about it. it, you know, cause I, yeah, I wanted to hear about, uh, cause for me again, the early standup comics was, uh, Prior and, and Steve Martin had a big impact. Eddie Murphy had a big impact on me. 12, 13, 14, Eddie Murphy was fucking huge. Loved Eddie Murphy. The fact that a Crow loved his take on the gays. I, I, that was his favorite part of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> habada, 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 habada. Yeah, the fact that he his, sec, his second album had the it opened with Faggots Revisited. You know what I mean? Like he just had a bit called. So check faggots. this out, Crow. Like wow. I don't want I don't want to bust this out. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it's this public territory. But yeah. So when I do the cable on our cable box, yeah, we don't get the NFL Network. But okay. then when I watch it online, we get the NFL Network. When That's I watch cool. it on the app, we shouldn't get the NFL Network. Good for you. We man. even looked it up because I I was telling Larry, yeah, uh, my beautiful <laughs> girlfriend Larry, um. That I was like, hey, I don't, you know, why the fuck? Like, we should tell, call them and tell yeah. them to put NFL Network on our cable box. Yeah. And then she goes, wait a second. And she looked and she goes, we shouldn't be getting NFL Network. <laughs> and then she goes, I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to call them and then being like, oh, it's a mistake that you even have it in the first yeah. place. Yeah, no, yeah, keep it. Keep so it we gotta going. Heck around it. Look at fucking Danny Trejo. Rams yeah, yeah he's getting some time. <laughs> he's a perfect example of Rams fans, dude. And I'm sorry, Andy, if you're a Rams fan, they're trash <laughs> it's just all a bunch of fucking blood in blood out well, fucking mexicans uh, raging out is, the fact is, is like, and that's my family i'm half mexican i'm used yeah. to a fucking gang affiliated barbecue <laughs> but these fucking rams games dude you got young latinos thrust dance thrusting in your face every time they score like and then at the end young of the, and then at the end of the just these dudes with face tattoos screaming yeah, shit and getting upset yeah. with you for being fans of the other team and oh shit. yeah yeah rams fans are a aggressive yeah there was fights at the stadiums oh i believe it because I, I guess it. the 49ers are trying to buy out all the tickets yeah so rams fans are getting upset fucking well, kelly stafford rival. matt stafford's fucking wife is buying up all the tickets and just giving them to like homeless people <laughs> you're gonna have all of skid row at the rams game just to create local wow. noise wow that, yeah, that, that's i will say i'm uh i'm gonna be curious as you know uh Doing the yeah, they didn't have a football team for for twenty five years. You know how deep is their fandom? You know what I mean? Like it's like they like the Bears have been with Chicago for a hundred fucking years. There is a deep. I think the deep Rams connection. know because I think there's gotta, people. I think there's people who fucked with the Rams when they left like since ninety five. Because I know yeah. there's people like I think Adam Carolla was a fan of the Rams when they were in St Louis. Yeah, like I think yeah. there's a small but mighty number of people. Well, that, I remember them in L A. That when yeah. they left, Originally. they were craving. And that's what I even heard that 
when they moved to Anaheim, that was the yes. first big fracture yeah, of like fuck the Rams. Yep, yeah, and, and we don't like we don't like we're going to take our product elsewhere. We don't like the way the city's treating us. We're going to go to Anaheim where they know how to treat a business, you know. So no, absolutely. And then they got that. We're going to go to Anaheim deal. where Buck Rogers owns the baseball you, you team. You know who owns them? It's Cronky, the guy who owns. Yeah, he yeah, owns I, Arsenal. It's just like, and he owns. They fuck. He's, he, it's Walmart money. He's a Walmart oligarch. He's such a scumbag. Club. He's such. Oh my god! So just anyway, to, just to warn, yes. I think the rest of the show is going to be very sports based until we go through TV league standings. But yeah. we got a big weekend of stuff here. Absolutely. Obviously, we have NFC and AFC championship game stuff. I'm gonna. I'm about to pop on some championship games that I have loaded up. We're gonna flick to those. But the big sports story I think coming out of yesterday and today yeah. is uh, Jeff Garcia went after a lady. Um, there's so uh, set it up. Where, Mina, where, where was Jeff Garcia? Where just tweeting, they? just oh, tweeting. Oh, it's, at his it's desk. online. No, this is everything's online. Crow. Nobody has face to face conversations anymore. I mean, we're barely we're betwixt technology here. Yeah, that's an old fashioned thing for me to think that humans should actually interact face to face. It's crazy. like when me and Crow don't right. when me and Crow don't record to stay authentic. We go behind ghost style and whisper <laughs> in each other's ears. <laughs> He takes me lovingly into his bosom <laughs> and we speak to each other. Um, so Jeff Garcia went after this. I'm going to say Kimes, Mina Kimes, K-I-M-E-S. I think that's how Kimes, Kims, Kimes. How was your last I'm name? I'm going to say K-I-M-E-S. Kimes. Mina's her first name, though. I'm a fan of her. I see her on the TV. Yeah. Um, she went at Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, uh, I'm going to get to the meat of this here. Yeah. Uh, so she essentially said, I'm, the quotes, I don't want to get to her, I'm going to get to Jeff Garcia's quotes, but she said that Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, is simply along for the ride. He's not a good quarterback. Uh, she listed all of his turnovers, that he's only thrown one touchdown in all of the playoffs. Uh, they barely have him throw 10 passes a game sometimes, that he's just not good, and anything the 49ers do is not from Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah. fucking... Uh, I happen to think there's... Uh truth in that jeff garcia a lot of it actually on his instagram went who the hell is mina kimes again <laughs> probably saying her name wrong and when is the last time she threw a touchdown pass in a game never ever has she taken a snap or can truly understand the ability the mindset the physical and mental toughness that it takes to play quarterback in the nfl this is probably all venom because he was the jimmy garoppolo of his time of a guy yeah. that was on a good 49ers team, but because he was shit, they never fucking broke through what Steve Young did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he probably was. like, you're talking about me, you Asian lady. Yeah, you know, that, that or whatever be. she is. I don't want to stick the Asian thing. <laughs> yeah, out, but yeah, she's a person, a woman of color, which I'm sure fueled his fucking thing because you ain't coming at that with Rich Eisen, who has never taken a snap in the NFL <laughs> or like there's a percent of the commentators on tv have actually played the game and i actually think athletes commentating is awful because they're fucking borderline retarded oh yeah yeah oh on tv absolutely i get more out of radio when i listen on the radio i find the color like uh rams radio is uh maurice jones drew and then demarco far is the sideline if you're an athlete i want you to actually, be they're pretty good. i want I you to be okay. a disembodied opinionless voice on the radio yeah 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 i don't <laughs> i don't want to see oh, your suits uh, all the television commentary is just creating the fucking story narrative and continuing it it's like no give me some insight there can be some insightful moments but it's just it's not enough for my tastes i i want to i want to have some deep cut going on keith when i'm watching football so it's been a football heavy weekend last couple weekends have been football heavy and, and i've enjoyed last weekend's games would you admit they're pretty good games and, and i you know i mean they were and it's like you know I, I as you know we've had the argument here 
about the high scoring game versus the low scoring game. And I get the high scoring games appeal because it's fun. There's incredible athleticism being revealed and like it's exciting. <laughs> Who doesn't like a big play? Who doesn't like a 70-yard bomb? Okay. Who doesn't a big run of I mean, who doesn't like? Of course I like that. I love it. Uh the, I, I will admit though, the Packer 49er game being 13 to 10. They, they are saying that this is this might have been the greatest weekend of playoff. It was pretty football good. In history. All four games ended on a last second play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and part of me likes the blowout and likes the dominance sometimes. But you, you, the close, like, think of the Super Bowl. When you were a kid, I feel bad for you. Because <laughs> your first exposure to Super Bowls was just nothing but NFC blowouts. That's what you saw forever watching. Yeah. The I you think know? my first memory of Super Bowls. Which was the first? Which was the first one? Really? I remember the Bills and Giants vaguely. I, wow. I remember it happening. Yeah. But the first one I remember watching was the where Michael Jackson sang Heal the World at the halftime Th- show. That would be that would be the first Bills Cowboys. Yeah, where they won lost like fifty five to sixteen. That was two or something years like later. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When they had eight they had that's nine. Ninety three, right? Yes. That's ninety two seasons. That is when I that's when I start remembering football. That's when I moved to Chicago. It was my first year in Chicago. So I think that's Wani's first year, right? No, that was actually Dick. 92 was Ditka's last year. I was here for Ditka's last year. And he, I mean, he had already melted down in 1990, but they got back to the playoffs in 91. And then in 92, he, as we've talked about, we've documented on this show, he melted down and he completely lost it. And then I remember he opened his press conference for him being fired with scripture tells us that all things must pass. <laughs> I swear to God, he was like doing it for the super fans. You know, Bouncing scripture. around the sports channels sure. here. Look at Mike Greenberg. He's Ditka got on Mike Greenberg has broadcaster voice. Minutes. Meanwhile, yeah. Stephen A., you hear this, and obviously the Sixers, this has been a story that goes back even. This has been the yeah. Sixers. I got the spit. I got enough spit in my mouth. I talk fast. I'm a broadcaster. We're going to go to Stephen A. Smith here. Stephen, scream into the mic here a little bit while I go and check the fucking scores here. He's a Northwestern guy. Let me look into this. My dad got me this job. I'm a privileged guy. I My name should be Mike Privilege over here. God, Stephen. The walking is shrinking. He's terrible. I find him. He's awful. I, I I don't like him. He I won't I don't watch, like him. He was yelling about the Bears hiring Eberflus because you got Justin Fields <laughs> and you're on a defense. All he does is scream. Philadelphia. Yeah. He took. He couldn't take some questions. He's being a little gentle right now. Well, yeah, he's, he's toning it down. <laughs> I think he's like the highest paid guy oh, I'm sure. at ESPN. God, think about it. Fucking, he booted Woody out. Or Lit- fucking uh, or Skip Bayless, Skip uh- Woody or whatever the fuck his name is. Woody Skip. <laughs> what what ESPN was, what ESPN was like in the late 90s. Well, yeah, because they kind of just, invented the 24-hour coverage of stuff. Absolutely. Because then mean, Ted Turner was like, why don't we do that with news and fucking ruin politics? You know, yeah. And so they, but the fact that they are not as relevant, it's just... Uh, I find that interesting. I find it interesting that, that again, I find com- it gay and you know, I find it fat. <laughs> I find it obese and yeah. I find it yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but but it uh, we, yeah, amazing football. And again, the low scoring game of the Packers and Niners, I found very entertaining. Every possession matters. Yeah, there's a lot of punts and, and that's boring, but there's something too like every third down kind of mattering, and there's something to like the game. Kind Dude, of, I'm gonna. I, pop, I found it to be a. I'm gonna start. Game. I'm gonna start a lot of these fucking title games, and I'm gonna. I gotta turn the sound. It, off it was. Uh, but and, dude, and, and then the, and the Niners winning with that block punt. That was an exciting play. So Did you there, watch that? You watch. So that. there is a a 1970 NFC title game that we could flick through during TV history, um, and they fucking. 
uh at halftime it's three to three <laughs> and i'm just like that is 1970s football all the way oh right 70s there. football absolutely but there was well yeah you know there's something to uh you got because then they didn't get it right where then it was the blowout the nfc was so much more dominant than the afc for 15 years which was an interesting twist for my childhood because my childhood in the 70s the afc because they still had that pissed off streak from the afl they were the dominant conference they won the super bowl eight of ten years i think well and i think i think i actually read that that from 19 79 until the mid 90s the nfc won the super bowl or something like it's like 14 years in a row the it, nfc it won was the, from 84 to 97 so it was 14 the broncos, super bowls. Broke, the broncos it. broke it when they beat the pack but before that it was the raiders beating the redskins in the 1983 season it was 15 or 16 years of the nfc and they pummeled who they played there were only like three competitive super bowls that one bengals 49ers one you know there two of those were but but in that time frame there was a couple of the bears or the uh, bills uh a, a giant super bowl was competitive but it was terrible i mean there were terrible games those niner blowouts were terrible games the fucking bears game was a blow was a terrible game they're just awful games with the dot so that they've obviously figured something out to how to make the playoffs very entertaining you know so the the finance metric thing is working in that sense you know how are we going to make this more appealing to a visual medium we want to sell more of our product oh you know jesus christ Look at these kids chase garbers all you of know. the kids, all of the young quarterbacks are like Chase, Caden, Kylan. I know. <laughs> well, how Dylan. About, we talked about the, the quarterback for USC. Driscoll, Driscoll Callahan, <laughs> the new hot blue chip. Is uh, the, the, the quarterback for USC. Is, Driscoll and his, and his brother Bristol. Ex- the quarterback for USC is uh, Jackson Dart. Uh, he, Jackson. he transferred. He's going to Ole Miss. Oh, he is? He, he's, he's in the portal, baby. And, and his. Because they're, they're thinking Caleb Williams. Caleb. Oh, God. Caleb Williams from Oklahoma Ugh. is going to come. He's like the new Heisman guy. Yeah, got If he, Caleb Williams comes to UFC, they'll it, like USC, they're yeah. saying that Urban that uh it's going to take old boy uh fucking Lincoln Riley like a uh, one season. Like even Pete Carroll they said had like a like 5 he's and 5 quarterback, had like think? a 5 and 5 record. No, they were saying that yeah, yeah. that like if unless he got Caleb Williams like it's going to be at least a year or two before Lincoln Riley does anything at USC, but if Caleb Williams comes They'll be in a bowl game. The Where would he transfer from? Oklahoma. He was Oklahoma. Oh, oh he deceded okay. that Je- Spencer oh. Rattler kid. Spencer oh, yeah. Rattler was coming into last year oh, yeah. the hot shot, yeah. new Lincoln Riley, fucking Baker yeah. Mayfield, and then this Caleb Williams came in and took him back from twenty one points. Yeah, and then started the rest of the year. Yeah, and then when Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, he left Oklahoma too. So everybody's like, well, he's obviously going to USC, but he hasn't actually declared that yet. So here's where you get involved. Yeah. Apparently, Wisconsin's trying to lure him over, and they an article came out in the Athletic that said choosing Wisconsin over USC would be the worst decision of Caleb. <laughs> Williams' life. <laughs> you know, because yeah, the, the, the fact that they're trying to throw their hat in the ring is like, hey, we got a running game. We have a pro-style offense that you can transfer, just like Russell Wilson. Listen, okay, that's 10 years gone. But I want to make a point of That'd be hilarious if they got him. They won't. Uh, but but uh, yeah, uh, Jackson Dart. He spells Jackson with an X, yep. not a CK. Jackson Dart. Come well, and on. I think and the Come, is that and what the, is going and, on? So here's the name of the kid he replaced, Kedon Slovis. <laughs> These names. There's no Daryls. There's no Freds. There's no more Franks. Although athletes always had like Jim Bob. I remember like Byron, Jim Bob's all coaching. Like like the Jimbo's uh, are all coaching. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
but like like Byron Chamberlain. There were certain names that had an Sir athletic. Byron Chamberlain. When you would hear names, like that's a fucking athlete. A Natron means was a fucking athlete. You knew that was an athlete. You oh know? yeah. These names now, it's like cute little bow ties. Real quick, here. I also want to apologize. The way I have the chat, I can't scroll it because I'm afraid to crash the stream. Okay. Even though I think we're all through the crashing phases. Yeah. So I apologize if I'm not, I'm not answering the chat, but I do want you to continue talking to each yes. other. If Rob Aponte's in there welcome rob whoever's in there welcome chat 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 amongst each other we want to create the community but i cannot visually see the chat scrolling yeah so i apologize but we're going to continue forth with the that, show that's great because so it's point is it's been a big football time uh yeah our teams and, and our teams have hired you're a little behind the bears which yep. i i kind of laughingly love uh, uh it's you it's know, just a little yeah. comic of just like oh who's the race to you, but here's what's pathetic about it because i'm like yeah the race to rebuild their image type of thing of yeah. like who's getting out of rehab first yeah type oh, of yeah, thing yeah. i did all my steps before you yeah so the bears yeah. in the last week the bears have hired a gm and a head coach and today are assembling a staff so they hired ryan poles yep uh from Kansas City, a pro personnel guy, kind of a Ryan Pace of the Chiefs, yeah. but has gone through like Ryan Pace went through the Sean Payton regime. He went through one yeah. system. Yeah. And I guess they're saying that a uh, uh, advantage to Ryan Poles is that he's gone through three GMs. He's seen three different ways to build a team, three yeah. different successful ways to build a team. And that, maybe he can blend that into something. And he used to be a player, so he knows actually knows the, the you got a little bit. I think that matters when you're scouting players yes. of like knowing like, oh, that'll actually work in the game. Yeah. And also, I think also I think the uh, the competitive nature of certain people, you can see who's really got it and who doesn't. So I they think. hired, I believe. And then they hired Matt Eberflus. Yeah. Defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. Here's what they funny. had a white nationalist coaching. Here's what Frank funny. Reich yeah. <laughs> building a Germanic coaching. Here's staff. what's funny. Yeah. We fired our old Ryan and Matt <laughs> and hired a new Ryan and Matt. <laughs> the McCaskies fear change. It was comfortable. It was. Well, let's go with the Ryan and the Matt because we're comfortable with Ryan and Matt. If we can get a Mike or a Ditka involved. God. That's the, the we all of our coaching and GM picks. They just list every bear that's ever played wow. any combination of these 4,000 names we can hire a coach because those are the names we're familiar with if yep. you can get us a richard singletary is there anyone named richard singletary coaching <laughs> that'd be hilarious if they hired him what a fucking jarhead mike singletary awful. was awful coach terrible coach so uh dave borgonzi is the new linebackers coach of the bears he's an indianapolis colts guy uh luke getsy the that's actually a good coach. hire that's oh, a good getsy. hire no, no, no. The, the offensive line guy. Uh, the Colts have had a very competent offensive line, and, and and they should be a better team than what they are. They got hit by the injury bug this year. That guy Quentin Nelson down there. They also have other guys. They got a good offensive line. That's a smart move. Here's the big change. Smart move. Eberflus yeah. runs a cover two defense, and the yeah. Bears run a hard three four edge rusher. So, but yep. they he's already come in. I guess part of his pitch was like, oh, I can convert this easily. Of course, yeah. Uh, I yeah. think all the, they technically don't have a middle linebacker the way he does his shit. Yeah, because our linebackers are both going to be like the outside linebackers. Roke, yeah. uh, Khalil Mack and um, Robert Quinn will become defensive ends, even yeah. though they're technically outside linebackers right yeah. now, or what they call the edge. Yeah, that's like the what they say on the position now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of transition, but I'm optimistic but i i think i've officially ryan pace and matt Nagy was my first adult 
regime like even the jerry angelo years when they fired dick Duran, like yeah. i was still a kid i didn't understand what a bad coach was <laughs> yeah. so they I think got rid of dick Duran. matt Nagy and ryan pace well when i was a kid i didn't think the coach mattered i thought like you know you yeah. just draft who like who gives a fuck who's picking the players you just yeah. pick the good ones yeah but Nagy and fucking pace scarred me so yeah. i think this is the first time in my life where i'm like optimistic and i do think they're good hires but i'm still like all right fine like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm I mean, not mad but like i'm not gonna sit here and be all like okay this is the one yeah oh yeah they finally yeah. figured it out yeah. because that's when you start ripping your hair out when it doesn't work that's when you're like oh god i'm never mean? gonna be a what do you mean <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about keith i've never had those thoughts in my life it's every fucking time they get so a coach. the vikings have hired a gm a, a quasi adolfo mensa who yep. is they've i've i've heard people say about him that he's wasting his brain in the nfl yeah that they were like yeah. this guy should be solving world problems yeah yeah like he's legitimately a genius yeah yeah and he's yeah. actually a football ops guy uh, yeah. The Bears GM comes from scouting, and this Adolfo Mensa is like an actual. He knows yeah. how to run an, the entire football side. Financial, I think, in the long run, you might be better off with him than the Bears with Ryan Poles. Like, yeah, I, I think mean, Poles I knows how to assemble players, but the Bears got cap issues. Like, they need people that know how to work. You that know, cap. you know something. I gotta say this, and my brother and I talked about this, and, and he's fucking right. We're talking about it yesterday. He's like. He's like, I'm so sick of the cap being thrown out there. When you want to get players, you can get it. You can circumvent the fucking cap. They make it sound like the cap is just this hard nuclear sort of, I can't make it through the cap. That is used to let play, say players, you're not going to make more money. If they truly want to get a player, these Rams, they went in with Vaughn Miller and they went in with fucking oh, yeah. OBJ. They, they I think there's out ways, tens of millions. There's so probably you know. secret luxury taxes or little, oh, little backdoor yes. fees where like, okay, you can go over the cap, but you have to pay us like $100 million dollars yeah or whatever of your own personal money yeah or something you know so it's there's an nfl league office right next to that ram stadium they can deliver the envelope short yeah oh you know this is i mean this is they've made la an nfl town which is crazy to me because you think about it not having a professional football team for 25 years but the nfl is like you know we're the nfl this is where we want to be and all their production happens down here the super bowl is going to be down here espn is pretty much in la now Uh, oh nfl network is la yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we got, so Getze. Oh, Getze. That's a Chicago guy. Fucking Getze's a good boy. <laughs> uh, Luke Getze, quarterbacks coach slash passing game coordinator, uh, is up to be the offensive coordinator of the Bears. He and was up he for from? the Packers. Oh, yeah. He was up for the Broncos job who hired Nathaniel Hackett, who's yeah. the Packers offensive coordinator. Yeah, Paul Hackett's son. Here's my thing, too. And here's, an offensive coordinator here's what for people the are saying. Montana and here's what people, the pundits, the pundites are saying on yeah. TV. And, you know, we, we try and comment on the pundits here sure. on the show. Sure. The talk of the Bears and teams in general hiring defensive coaches. Everyone shits their pants when no one hires the next offensive genius. Yeah. And they're like, because here's the problem. You're going to hire a new offensive coordinator. And if it goes well, that guy's going to get hired underneath you. Yeah. And you're going to it's better off if your head coach, who's definitely staying. Yeah. Is the offensive guy. Yeah. But that works both sides of the ball. If yeah. you have a great defense, your defensive coordinator is going to become a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so exactly. like yeah. this idea yeah. that like, well, you don't want to lose your coordinator. That's just coaching cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to have to deal with that. I think you need to hire. That's where the GM comes into play. Where like 
you you focus on i think you need to scout coaches just as much as you scout players yeah i know i think we're like every coach has to have like it needs to be a link in the chain we're like if this guy goes we'll promote this guy and if he's not ready in the meantime we'll make sure like we're gonna teach our special teams coordinator about our playbook so if one day like maybe like you need to think about that shit where i don't think the bears do that of like yeah our passing game coordinator needs to potentially be our next offensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator needs to potentially be ready to take if we fire Eberflus because his defense is shit. Well, you're trying but, to build but, an organization. But this Getze yeah. guy's offense blows up. Maybe yeah. we fire Eberflus and hire Getze. I'm already calling him Getze. <laughs> Come on, Getze. Getze. Hey, we got to put a special in here for you. Come on down so here to Getze. I just think this idea I'm that... beds over I just Cermak. think this idea that, like, well, if your offensive coordinator is the head coach, no one will hire him out from you. Like, you don't know that. Oh. What if Byron Leftwich wins the Super Bowl for a Bears and then the Giants or the Rams yeah. say, "Hey, we'll pay you four hundred million dollars." We'll give you a fucking a, a boatload of money, and you can hop ship. No, no, I agree. Well, to me, the thing with the head coach, and, and having never truly experienced a very good head coach, Bud Grant is the best coach in the Vikings history. I'm trying to think. Probably, Lovey Smith is probably the best of my era. Yeah, I miss uh, Ditka, and I think he was a garbage head coach. I think Buddy Ryan should have been the head coach of that team. Yeah, well, it, it was. <laughs> they and I worked wasn't around for, for that. a while. They worked together for a while for about four years. They're Buildup was good. I mean, because they were listen. The Bears sucked when I was a kid. The Bears sucked. The, the, the division Bears belonged to the Vikings. Yeah, the Bears, the the, the 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 Vikings owned that division. Owned it. Was and, Tampa and, Bay in the division? Yeah, Tampa was in the division. Absolutely, and the, they got good in seventy nine. Well, they, yeah, they drafted Doug Williams and had a decent Doug team. Williams, Ricky Bell, who died of cystic fibrosis, and Leroy Selman. Who, there's a there's a highway in Tampa Bay named after Leroy Selman. That's how important he is in the makeup of the identity of, of Tampa Bay. They were zero fourteen their first year, made the playoffs in seventy nine. They were part of the NFC Central. NFC Central had five teams. The Lions were actually moderately competitive back then. They weren't good. But uh, they were moderately competitive, you know. They, I mean, and they, when they got bad, they got bad for a long time, and they haven't gotten out of it. So, but you know what I think about the point you, you raise about all, all these hires, which I think are actually that, that offensive line coach is a good hire. I think that offensive coordinator that makes sense because there's a logic to that. You know, he's ready to take a leap. Now you got to have you want to work in that quarterback. I've position, also heard Mike Kafka, know? who is the quarterbacks coach of the. Uh, Chiefs. Oh, well, he used to play for the uh, Northwestern. Yeah. yeah, he's apparently like Andy Reid is apparently grooming this guy to yeah. be the next offense because that's what I. Everybody's screaming like, "Why isn't Eric Bieniemy the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs?" Yeah, I think Andy Reid went to him and is just like, "Dude, fuck these other teams." My heart is fucking failing. Yeah. All my kids are overdosing on heroin. Like, <laughs> I've committed myself to this job. I might need to hang up the playbook. Expense. I might need to hang up the playbook here soon. Yeah. Fuck yeah. these other teams. Why don't you be the next head coach of the Chiefs? We'll fucking Kafka will become the yeah. next offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. No, kind of like how I think the Bears should do a focusing on like, I think Andy Reid focuses on having a coaching tree where like other other coaches just like, Oh, we look at his staff was good, so we'll pick that. Where I think Andy Reid kind of purposely like, no, I want a coaching tree. Like I want to have like a system with my coaches too. Yeah, yeah. So well, they're talking about snagging Mike Kafka because this Ryan Poles guy has Chiefs connections, and that's how old? he must be like thirty-one years old. He's like thirty-six. Oh, he's and yeah, the story okay. with Kafka is apparently they hired him specifically to shadow Patrick Mahomes. 
Like yeah. you bring this Patrick Mahomes kid along, so he has worked more so than anybody exclusively with Patrick Mahomes. I hopefully learn from Patrick Mahomes too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I can coach you, but oh, I'm also seeing you do things that I wasn't even aware of, and I'm smart enough to say, let's give this to someone else who has a similar skill set. No, I talk, think it's a smart move. Before I yeah. ask you what you want the Vikings to do, yeah, um, and okay. then we also have TV league stuff. We got a, still a little bit of stuff yeah, on this yeah. show here. Yeah. We're having fun. Yeah. Um. Before I ask who you want the Vikings to hire, we can, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are about to hire Byron Leftwich as their coach. That's a good one. That's a good hire. But he wants he doesn't want Trent Balky to be the GM. He <laughs> wants them to oust Balky and have Adrian Wilson be the GM, who's the who's a dude at in Arizona's department. I was going to say absolutely. He was a defensive back for Arizona. Yeah. Was Leftwich a coordinator for a under Arians? Under Arians. Oh, and here's he was quarterback. And here's, but here's, because Leftwich is like, well, he's got Tom Brady. Leftwich was the offensive coordinator when Jameis Winston threw like 50 touchdowns oh, yeah, and no, had 5,000 no. yards. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good coach, actually. I think there's something and to it. And he played it, for know? Jacksonville, but he apparently yeah. wants Balky out. And that's the hangup. So I guess if that doesn't go through, they're going to hire Vic Fangio. <laughs> I want that to happen because I want Trevor Lawrence to be a flop so fucking bad. I, I was <laughs> I disgusted. I think Fangio is not a bad defense. I was disgusted. And even before the Bears yeah. got fields, I was disgusted how they were just. I hate Mel Kiper and his whole prototype bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of racist. You look at his list of prototypical quarterbacks. Only Andre Ware is on the, as a black quarterback. <laughs> and what a Warren success Moon, he was. Warren Moon wasn't a prototypical quarterback in oh, your eyes. Oh, dude. Well, he wasn't Even around Doug for Moon. Williams. He wasn't around for Moon. Yeah. It hadn't happened yet. Moon was the late 70s. Kuiper came around 83. But this idea that like, oh, just the look of him. The shape oh, yeah, of the yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah. there's an inherent racism in that because prototypical it's quarterbacks like, are always blonde, it's Irish, like blue-eyed men. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're always, they always got the, he, if you cast a shadow, he's the shape of Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think they take into account that most people are these young athletic people of color. So a prototypical yeah. quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a prototypical quarterback. Yeah. It, it, well, it's Justin Fields is the prototype. Fucking yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a bygone fucking extinct ginger. Although I tell you this much, that son of a bitch has got a strong he's great. arm. I mean, I'm he's not got, saying yeah. he's bad. You know, you know, I'm just saying I, I want him to fail. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I. <laughs> That's when you go up a notch in my eyes, Keith, is when, is when you get pleasure, like I did from this past weekend, to bring it back to the 49ers beating the Green Bay Packers. I, it was, I was a big win in Chicago. I was happy Big win for, for the that. Bears. I, I was happy. I don't want to endure another Super Bowl championship from then. I don't want to get rid of Rodgers. Safety. You know? Anyway, yeah, but with these games, I, I think that uh, the Chiefs should be able to actually... Uh, Cinderella, they, they, it strikes midnight for the Bengals. I think the Chiefs jumped their ass. I think they jumped their ass. I apologize for not having enough of the TV sound on here. Yeah, uh, we've, okay. we've been fucking rapping. We've yeah, had a lot of talk and a lot of actual podcasting going on during the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're but just, the, just before yeah. we go to halftime, I do want to pitch that uh, on Sunday, I am going to be live streaming these games. So we're going to be doing this. I don't think Crow will be here. Yeah. Uh, I'll have Larry off to the side supporting me emotionally yeah. and, and bouncing <laughs> off topics. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try and do my first long distance live stream here. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. Now we got a fucking thing on here. Cronky married into Walmart. Money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just he, he he's a complete oligarch. I mean, my point with all this, I want to have one final point talking about the coaching, the hiring. 
you're at a point now, I think, too, in your fandom, and I know for myself this was a big breakthrough. Where, you know, I used to just talk about the players, and of course I'd talk about players and like their weaknesses, their strengths, what, what positions are weak, which ones are stronger. You do that. But the fact is, I, I care more about the front office now, I think, than I, than I ever have in my yeah. entire life. That, that's maturing as a fan, I think. I think it's also, you know, keeping the palace intrigue going in the narrative, but you're becoming aware of like, oh, it matters who the GM is. Oh, it matters who this person is. Oh, I mean, there's a whole, t- it's a giant corporate team in operation here. The Vikings, Vikings hired this guy. Uh, I watched maybe about. 15 minutes of his press conference and who was thanking. Quasi Abetza? Yeah, yeah. Young, good looking like. Yeah, he's uh, he's 40. He looks, and I don't mean to get too racial here. Yeah, and this yeah. isn't going to be horrible. I just yeah. feel guilty saying. <laughs> nice, nice preamble. He definitely looks like a guy who like came from a poor ass. There are some black dudes where yeah. it's just like, oh, you've really built yourself a life where you could just see in your eyes like, oh, you like were poor. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just has the pain like of like, I really worked for this. Yeah. Like there are people that are like just the suits he wears where it's just like, yeah. damn, dude, you're fucking trying to flash that you're a <laughs> successful guy. Yeah. Well, you know, he uh, when I watched him, it was uh, coming from finance. And it's w- like in the 90s when yeah. a family would hire the black foreign exchange suit <laughs> and the sister would be like, he was one of like the fly kids. <laughs> Like, that's how I see the GM of the fucking Vikings, which is probably totally racist. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if there's a probably in that, I think. <laughs> but it is. I watched his... Uh, He's got five names. He, I mean that. He had a, he had a uh, half an hour press conference. I watched about a, a half, maybe 15 minutes. Uh, just to get a sense of his personality and having my experience of working in finance for almost 20 years, you know, and not like... Wall Street finance, but a certain high end. Fi- I had to deal with some pretty complex numbers. You know, nothing too difficult, but you know, it was there. I had to deal with fi- you know bankers. He is such a finance guy. Like he's yeah. such a fine. His personality, and that is numbers and metrics. Sidebar: Jamar you know? Chase is so fucking good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh, I mean, that that's what they go, they're gonna have to go to Chase try to win. The they game. were down on them because yeah. they're like Joe Burrow blew his knee apart. How do you not draft Penny Sewell? The yeah. fucking could be a Hall of Fame lineman. Yeah. Which we can talk about how the Hall of Fame means nothing now because oh, they yeah. won't let Bonds. They put yeah. David Ortiz in the Baseball Hall of Fame, who also did steroids. Yeah. He yeah. just isn't a polarizing figure. He yeah. sucked the cocks of all the baseball writers <laughs> and anyone who didn't Big suck poppy. the cocks of all the baseball writers yeah <laughs> oh their their drug abuse cost the game yeah <laughs> so the baseball hall of fame all hall of fames mean nothing yeah any i will no longer say the phrase future hall of famer because it means nothing yeah uh they they're not it's totally shattered what the hall of fame is in my yeah. eyes yeah all it is is baseball writers and sports writers yeah stroking off their own fucking <laughs> archiving of the past yeah <laughs> fuck you that's hilarious Warren moon is one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived oh yeah fuck he was your hall of fame absolutely he was great that that offense was a totally unique offense when it when it was the silver stretch or whatever they fucking called it that was we had like four wide receivers uh, yeah, oh uh, the 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 text or the uh, Oilers ran that offense when they had like Ernest Givens and Haywood Jeffries, you know that that was a, that was a cutting edge offense when they did that, you know. All right, we so got it. She, he's here. Hello. Hello. There we go. Lawrence Hello. is home. We should probably take a break. Then. Yes, I think it makes sense. But yeah, but with with the games this weekend, I I, I think that the uh, I think the Chiefs are gonna. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being very cavalier about this. I think the Bengals are a good story. The Bengals gave up nine sacks last week, and I think the Chiefs are going to blitz their ass and get out for the quarterback. And and the Chiefs should win that game, I think, handily. 
I think the Chiefs should win that game handily. Like they should win it by like fourteen to seventeen points. Yeah, I want the Bengals to win so good. I want. Oh, I, 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 I like them. I, I want like it em. to be a repeat of the nineteen eighty eight Super Bowl so bad. <laughs> <laughs> of the 49ers and, and yeah. the eighty one. You know, but yeah, because I think that. Because I think. By the way, has two teams ever played each other three times no, in the Super Bowl? Two. Maybe the paid. Maybe the Steelers and the Cowboys. No, no, they only, they only played twice. Oh yeah, they have. You're right. You're right. It is. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It was 75, 78, and then Dolphins and Cowboys played a lot. They, they only played in. Uh, they played in one. They played in one. That was that was the first yeah. Cowboys. Super so th- Bowl. that'll be the first team to play each other three times. Dolphins in three and, different decades almost. Yeah, Dolphins and Redskins played two. They played two. 72 and 82. They but but I. Uh, and of course, there's been, I mean, there was Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, and Giants, but no, I, there's just been one that's, yeah, it's just been three, and then that's Cowboys and Steelers. I think, I think yeah. that's it, right? That is it. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm going to pick, what, what, what era for commercials do you think here? 83. <laughs> but this is, yeah, this is like the NFL city now, you know? Oh no! We uh, ooh, look at that. I'm gonna fill the. I'm gonna fill the oh, meter. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna cool. do NBC commercial breaks January 30th, 1983. Um, yeah, we're gonna pop a little break here, guys. We're at we're at the hour on the fucking dot too. Look at that. Um, we're gonna reset, smoke a little weed. I'm gonna I'm gonna smooch my girlfriend Larry. Um, and we'll be back here on the other side of a break. Awesome. Keith Pazel's podcast. Rodgers and a Patrick Mahomes and a Josh Allen next man up. That's not good. And that's how I feel about Trent. Trent. and Milwaukee, Wisconsin are a whole country apart. But to these guys, they both mean something great. The keys mean stone crab, big and fresh. And Milwaukee means beer, cold, crisp, old Milwaukee, and the smooth, golden light taste of old Milwaukee light. And man, what they made of the food like this. And old Milwaukee. And old Milwaukee light. Tastes as great as it's day. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm late. I'm late. Bye. We know little things going wrong can be a big nuisance when you travel. That's why in American Airlines, we spend over a million dollars a day making sure everything goes right. From important inspections out here to making sure everything works in here. This Olympic moment is brought to you by the Bell System Yellow Pages. Get the Yellow Pages talking. Let your fingers do the walking. August 1960, the opening day of the Rome Olympic Games. Carrying the flag for the United States, 26-year-old Rafer Johnson, the favorite to win the decathlon. September 5th, the first five events of the decathlon will be contested. Rafer Johnson's main opposition is expected to come from his close friend and UCLA teammate, C.K. Yang of Taiwan. Johnson's hope for the gold medal will be to win the three throwing events, the shot put, discus, and javelin by wide enough margins to offset Yang's superiority in the seven other running and jumping contests. The final event of the first day is the 400 meters. Yang and Johnson are in the same heat. 
Yang wins his fourth victory over Johnson. But Johnson's lone overwhelming win in the shot put gives him enough points for the overall lead. Yang in second trails by 55 points. The pattern continues on the second day. Yang wins the hurdles and the pole vault. Johnson is supreme in the discus and javelin. With only the 1500 meter run left, Johnson still leads Yang by 67 points. The situation is basic. Yang must defeat Johnson by at least 50 meters to earn enough points for the gold medal. Johnson's strategy, to stay on Yang's shoulder through the race. Yang leads, but he cannot shake Johnson off. Yang defeats Johnson, but he picks up only nine points. Incredibly, Yang has defeated Johnson in all seven running and jumping events. But Johnson's victories in the shot put, discus, and javelin give him enough points to win the overall competition. Rafer Johnson, the 1960 decathlon gold medal winner, the finest all-around athlete in the world. Mr. Post? Need some help? I'm your Bell System Yellow Pages representative, here to help you. I'm in the Yellow Pages. Look at all those trees. Ten acres. We specialize in dwarf fruit trees. Say that in the Yellow Pages, where four out of five people let their fingers do the walking. That is helpful. Hi. This is Mrs. Post. <laughs> I'm interested in all your fruit trees. Oh, you must have a big backyard. Get the Yellow Pages talking. Dwarf fruit trees. Let your fingers do the walking. Chevy trucks are taking charge. And talk about tough. This stock Chevy S10 took on the Baja 1000, the most grueling off-road event on the continent. It was a totally stock pickup with guts enough to start and finish. And at the Baja, to finish is to win. You can buy an S10 pickup just like it with optional V6 power from your Chevy dealers now. Chevy S10 from America's truck sales leader. Tough Chevy trucks are taking charge. Where are you going? To get a Stroh's. That's about a 200-mile hike through heavy snow. I know. If you think of it, get two. From one beer lover to another Stroh's. I remember when, little sister, you were two. I was ten, baby sister, you tried desperately for attention from me. Would you settle for a french fry for now, little baby sister of mine? You grew up together. Just a me to tag along, tomboy making a scene. Then I turned around and found the homecoming queen. Little sister, you know I'm gonna miss her. Cause we grew up together. Dancing. 
What this country needs today is a really good rental truck at a really good price. So Ryder presents the $24.95 a day truck. For local rentals, this 18-foot Ryder truck is now only $24.95 a day plus a variable mileage charge. And Ryder has great rates on other sized trucks, too, from small vans up to giant tractors. What this country needs today is a really good rental truck at a really good price. $24.95 a day. Ryder. Now, from Radio Shack, the computer experts, the new 80K TRS-80 Model 12. Notice the easy-to-read green screen. It'll do our accounting. Our disk stores over one million characters, about four times more than others, and it has incredible expandability. It'll do our word process. And filing. Even planning and projections. That's all it costs? We call it getting the most for your money. The TRS-80 Model 12 from $31.99. Only at Radio Shack and Radio Shack Computer Centers. Jeannie Francis, Jennifer O'Neill, an all-star cast. The love of power, the power of love. Their essence premiering February 15th. NBC proudly presents a television landmark. Four years of making. Steve Martin's The Winds of Whoopi. The passion, the glory, the savage comedy. His maddest moments, plus great new routines. Steve Martin's The Winds of Whoopi. See it all one week from tonight. It's time to plug into Giant Outlet Savings at CNC Appliances Giant Warehouse Outlet. Hi, I'm Jeff Connors. I'm not really this small, but we wanted to give you an idea of the giant size of CNC Appliances. CNC, the giant outlet with the tiny prices. If you see it cheaper anywhere else within 30 days of purchase, CNC will refund the difference plus 10%. So plug into Outlet Savings at CNC Appliances, 101 Baltimore Pike Lansdowne and 6834 Market Street, Upper Darby. Now, R.C. gives America something it's always wanted, a choice. Because now, there are two delicious ways to be caffeine-free. Regular decaffeinated R.C. and sugar-free R.C. 100. Both caffeine-free and delicious. We thought you'd approve. Don't miss the case of the toga party stabbing Monday night at 7.30 on the People's Court. We are USA One. Taking charge by unleashing a Chevrolet the competition can't touch. Camaro. Flat out selling every other 2 plus 2 sports coupe on the road today. And now Camaro is led by a new standard 5-speed five 5-liter five Z28. The hot selling Chevy Camaro. It still leaves everything but its shadow behind. USA One is taking charge. It's Atari's video game Defender. I played on ColecoVision. Activision. I played on ColecoVision. Mattel's M Network and Imagine. We, we played them on ColecoVision. Introducing ColecoVision's first expansion module that lets you play all Atari 2600 compatible cartridges. And with all of ColecoVision's cartridges, that means you can play more games than any other video game system. It's simple. You can play Atari 2600 cartridges on ColecoVision, but you can't play ColecoVision on Atari because your vision is our vision. ColecoVision. Spoon fork. Spoon fork. Oh, look. Chunky beef soup. And you eat soup with a spoon, right, Puddle? See all that good solid food? Chunks of beef, potatoes, and carrots? It's a meal you eat with a fork. Right, Tuttle? Soup. Meal. Okay, Puddle, you decide. Is Chunky a soup? Or meal? Uh, Chunky's the soup. <laughs> that eats like a meal. 
<laughs> Campbell's Chunky Beef, the soup that eats like a meal. Right, guys? Right! Bill Hotshot Stewart hasn't seen his high school teammates for 20 years. Looks like a stroll light night. Looks like a stroll light night. Looks like a stroll light night. When things go right, looks like a stroll light night. Looks like a stroll light. Stroll light. A great tasting beer that doesn't fill you up. Looks like a stroll light night when good times come off a hundred foot waterfall, came up standing, oh. and popped myself open a cold light beer for milk. Ah, you lumberjacks. Well, one time a big mouth bass pulled me up a waterfall. <laughs> That's when you appreciate light beer, because it's less filling. Yeah, but it was a thought of light's great taste that kept me going when I was cutting timber in the great Sahara forest. Wait a minute. Sahara's a desert. It is now. <laughs> light like beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. No, speaking of forest, remember that time... There are those who worry that video game playing can become obsessive. At Commodore, while we think that's a little extreme, increasing your game scores may not always increase your IQ. So Commodore's games come in a different package, a full-fledged computer, the VIC-20, that allows your mind to expand into the thousands of things a computer can do, in addition to playing games. I don't want my boy to get hurt. So I gave him an Arelco. It treats him with tender, loving care. Doesn't nick or cut like blades can and shaves his face baby smooth. He loves his Norelco, because it cuts down whiskers like Mark Gastineau. Cuts down quarterback. Right, Mom. I swear by my Norelco. I wish he wouldn't swear. Road attract razors. Tough on your beard, not on your face. From Norelco. The showcase for the biggest bouts in boxing is NBC Sports World. Come watch me take on the British champion George Feeney on February 6th in beautiful Italy here on NBC Sports World. You know, even though we're not playing football anymore, Didi and I still like to come out and watch practice. While they're working out, we're enjoying our light beer from Miller. Light really tastes great. But best of all, it's less filling. Because even though it's only practice, we still want to be able to follow all the action. Ooh, look at those moves. Let's see, Charlie. Boy, I sure do miss football. Like beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. We are USA One and proving it in Chevy Cavalier. Cavalier's new high-compression 2-liter engine with electronic fuel injection gives you more power than the three leading imports. And even though Cavalier sedan is shorter outside than Honda Accord sedan, it gives you six cubic feet more passenger room inside, plus more room in the trunk. Chevy Cavalier from America's sales leader. USA One is taking charge. Soup is a harvest of nourishment. Why am I beat? Mom's working late tonight. Guess what I made for dinner? Reservations at Louie's. Oh, we're not only tired, we're a little grumpy. Maybe this soup will warm you up. It's Campbell's vegetable beef. Mm. When you're feeling down, a bubbly bowl of Campbell's vegetable beef soup snaps you back up. It's got more vitamin A per calorie than eggs. I'm beginning to feel like me again. I knew you were into this somewhere. Soup is good food. From backyard rocketry to space exploration. 
from horse-drawn trolleys to computer-run trains. Ideas that made America grow and made millionaires out of many who risked investing in them. At First Jersey Securities, we believe such investment opportunities still exist, if you know where to look for them. We do. We specialize in discovering America's emerging growth companies for today's investors with vision. First Jersey Securities. Come grow with us. Gary Coleman is going to college, and higher education will never be the same as he tackles Robert Guillaume and Campus Cuties and the kid with the 200 IQ. Yeah, we're coming back. We're talking about talking about natural disasters and earthquakes. There's probably a political strategy. They want a, a massive earthquake to happen so they can just get their hand around the balls of California. So it can be water world, man. No, we can just get the hand, you know, but just like, damn it, you're going to... We just went to Waterworld. Uh, we're back with the show, by the way. We're, we're going to mix a little bit of TV history and TV league here. Sure. Uh, to do two birds with one stone. But So we go to Universal quite a bit, Larry and I. Good um, for you. We got the Silver Pass. Why not use it? How, how much? If you don't mind, how much does that cost? 10 bucks a month. And you get to go to Universal. For both of us. For both yeah. Us, it's 10 bucks a month. And you get to go to Universal. Hell yeah. So this past time. How would you score that? Just that's what the deal. That's where that you go. Go there. Go look online. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. You Good and your lady you. can go look. Go to Universal. I, th- take pictures with ET and shit. It'll be great. Fuck, man. That, thank you for the suggestion. I appreciate. So that. Uh, we went to the Waterworld <laughs> ride. We nicked all the stuff that we didn't. We haven't done yet. It was like our what? What haven't we done yet? Trip to Universal. Yeah. And we go to Waterworld, which famously <laughs> people loved the ride. Obviously hated the movie. It was yeah. a garbage fucking flick. That movie is hilarious. That, that's Kevin Costner's ego. Like he was still living on that Dances with Wolves energy. But it made me laugh. Yeah. Because I just referenced the 90s yeah. a little bit there yeah. where because the actors come out and like hype everybody up and they go. So just beyond this wall, there's smokers. Does everybody know what smokers are? <laughs> and like it's a call from the movie, which yeah. in the 90s, everybody was probably like, yeah. yeah, but you hear three or four people who obviously love the ride go like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everybody else is just like, no, yeah, like, we yeah, don't know what this is. Yeah. So you mean like smoking a yeah. cigarette? You're going to you know, smokers. You guys. Yeah. know who kevin costner is <laughs> not not really actually <laughs> not anymore <laughs> god that's hilarious dude that's fucking hilarious see well what was the ride like what was it i mean it's I wanna... great it's like a whole scene so it starts they got these dudes fucking shooting water letting you know like you're gonna get wet and then the whole crux of the ride is it's a, show. it's a show it's like a performance yeah so they have the the water world people it's their little fortress and then the Dennis Hopper fuckers, the smokers, the yeah. water pirates. Yeah. Uh, first, this uh, chick comes swinging in and she's got a bag of mud and she's like, I found dry land because that's the whole thing about water world. There's no dry land. Exactly. Everything's yeah. Underwater. Yeah. yeah. And then the smokers come and it's this it's all failed actors doing it, too. Like they have the cast like <laughs> from Miss from appeared in Mr. Mayor. Oh, and fucking wow. Good they actually Life. announced the actors. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Wow. And at the end, you can tell because they announced themselves and you can tell they sell the not like, you know, it's not. We're still currently on these shows like <laughs> currently of Batwoman on the CW and currently performing on Broadway. This is not our regular acting job. We are merely doing 
doing a service to the community here at Universal. We're professional actors. This is not a failure at all. I bet in you our they lives. make, make some This is not cash. the open mic of acting at all. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you they make a little bit of cash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not a lot. Uh, the the caliber, Darren Bodecker did Six Flags. He did six, the West, you know, the train that goes to like the Western town. He did like the fake gunfight during a Western town sequence of the train that goes oh, around. Yeah. And, and he had the people he met who worked there, that worked there were just. It, it was uh, it was the dregs. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It was not it was not a high end. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was not uh, acting with the, the a, Western uh, scene. And <laughs> you want to watch one of these Six classic Flags, you know, great America. So let's go through TV history here. So bad. Um, 1998 U.S. first uh, lady Hillary Rodham Clinton appeared on NBC's Today show and she charged that the allegation against her husband were the work of a vast right wing conspiracy. And. I, I think that she would be accurate, you know, because uh, yeah, but he also was fucking girls. Uh, well, he was. That was. I told. I think I told. I you think the story. that was. I mean, we could watch it. You want to watch it? Yeah. I, I I told you the story about when. Uh, yeah, th- there is that where they know like. Okay, she's masking over his. Because uh, I was going to make a joke yeah. and say, and that right wing was his stretched out ball sack that he would hide in front of. <laughs> it's a bat wing. Hill. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, because you know, it, yeah, and and. and <laughs> Fan.org. They so literally think like. Out the day. Oh, God, God, they're so but fucking. Good morning. Good Look morning. at Matt Lauer. Matt, yeah. before we get into your questions, I just want to express again. I just want to assert my dominance here yeah. that I'll end your fucking life, Lauer. Do you know there's going to be a list in the future of people that you think we got murdered? Yeah. You want to be on that list, Matt? Okay, now go ahead with the interview. Want to help her in any way? I spent some time with her yesterday, and I know she appreciated your call. Thank you very much. I spent some time. I actually oh, with, with, who, with I actually locked Monica Lewinsky in my office yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and we had a nice long talk. Is she talking about Lewinsky? Um, but we appreciate no. you honoring the commitment. No, even in no, no, no it was interesting. The, the Lewinsky thing didn't break till late 98, I think. I think. I don't know. I was in yeah, grad school. Yeah, it was school. late 98. I, I was in it, grad there school. There was news of it. I'm changing out cameras real and quick. I, I was in grad. I was so caught up in grad school that I didn't know there was a scandal going on. And it had been going on for like two or three weeks. I didn't even know it was going on because I was just like, must study, must be into finals. I had total tunnel vision. So I wondered the timing of this interview and when the true story broke, because they may have looked at this and been like, you fucking bitch, we're going to come after him this way too. It, when I was in, in college... I was good friends with Tommy Thompson's you Jennifer Aniston haircut bitch. Uh, uh, when I when I was in college, I went to uh, school with uh, Tommy Thompson's nephew. Tommy Thompson was the governor. Oh yeah, of Wisconsin, and he like Republican. he like you said he told you that he's got dick problems. They uh, yeah, called it th- years before. This was in 1991 when he was running as the, in the primary. He had, he wasn't the candidate. Yet. We're just gonna wave a bunch of fucking chunky cute girls in front of his eye, and, and, and they he they, likes like, they knew dick. that was his weak. They knew that was his weakness then. So to knew, me, all right you know, wingers talked like that back then. Yeah, well, he likes like, what, dick. They, you know? They're from Staten Island. You know, here I am. We're gonna PS 432. No, but uh. But uh, I, I wonder saying. if there was a response to and, it. And um, we'll we'll see how this plays out. You know, I guess everybody, how can you be so calm, or how can you just, you know, look like? <laughs> well, not- because I know my pussy's the freshest. <laughs> she just she gets real hood. I've been accused of everything, including murder, by some of the very same people yeah. who are behind these allegations. So, look at those eyes, dude. This is part of the continuing political campaign. To the best of your knowledge, Mrs. Clinton, has your husband ever given you gifts from or 
I hate the way this is skipping around here. Any specific allegation. I'm not actually going to be here and talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> we can talk about our dogs yeah. and how they're good boys. Yeah. It's. I, I, I thought Hillary was very smart. Oh, no, I'm, I was I'm on Clinton's side here. It. I was on Clinton's side. I am here. standing behind it 100%. She would have been a perfectly competent, good president and, and wouldn't have put us in the situation we're in right now. But let's go know, a little more lighthearted and go back to 1976. A little show called Laverne and Shirley debuts. Uh, of course, famous for having a cerebral palsy guy as the, as the, the joke. <laughs> I mean, Lenny and Shemizel. Squiggy were learning deficient men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't like those characters. I, I didn't honest, like Laverne and Shirley as a kid. It was one of those shows where, like, when it came on Nick at Night, I'd be like, ah, you're no Patty Duke. I know, you know. <laughs> yeah, this whole, it's interesting. This era of television, you talk about many times, late 70s for me, childhood, perfect era. I wasn't an ABC guy. I really was. I watched a little bit of Laverne and Shirley. I watched some Happy Days. Mork and Mindy. I found uh, 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 Robin Williams. I called the show Dork and Mindy. I didn't like it when I was nine because I just thought I, th I didn't like him. I didn't like his sensibilities. Uh, I, I just it didn't it didn't resonate with me. Isn't that kind of weird? People Gen Xers, some Gen Xers, Robin Williams is like a god to them. And, you know and what? I, you know? I think that's just because our parents told us. Because if I'm honest with myself, yeah. even the movies that I like of his. If you held a gun to my head and, and asked, has Robin Williams ever made you laugh? <laughs> it's probably not. Really? That's amazing. Like, I have laughed, but... It's and not a, I, and it's I'm not inspired by him. I think he's, like, an interesting dude, and I yeah. think he's good at, like, sketch and improv. But yeah. you watch some of his old stand-up, and even stuff that I laughed at as a kid, like, I rewatched it as an adult. Yeah. Like, I watched his documentary about him on HBO. Yeah. And watching the stand-up in that documentary, like, I, I liked the documentary, but I was just like... I mean, like he wasn't like yeah. that much of a genius. I didn't. He is, but like maybe because I, I can't say he's that much. He's a good shit comedic actor. Once. I yeah. think a decent comedic actor, along with Eddie Murphy, I think was a decent comedic actor. You know, but like uh, being a comic, I don't know. Like even Woody Allen movies. Like I think Annie Hall's a good romantic comedy, but I don't think any Woody Allen movie has ever made me like collapse laughing. Oh, I, I like some of old. This, this is a different uh, old Woody. What I didn't start liking Woody Allen was Mighty Aphrodite. He's no Adam Sandler, you know, is what uh, I'm saying. Well, I'm just yeah. joking. <laughs> Manhattan is a great. I think you'd like Manhattan. Watch Manhattan. It's very Woody Allen. Yeah. But I think you'd like it. I also think Farty, my favorite fart like Adam Sandler comedy <laughs> is more laugh out loud than like heady yeah. highbrow comedy that you kind of just like, oh, that's clever. You know, that's yeah, clever. Well, that's a difference between. But you then you I. got Adam Sandler fucking talking to a penguin and fucking that shit's just fucking laugh out loud. <laughs> you know, well, you know, him falling in love with an Asian lady and then they f montage to the next morning and she comes out in a Canadian's jersey and goes, you know, want breakfast? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Even you look at that. Just I, repeating you know, it. I'm I making know, you die because that idea. And but, but, but that's so that's funnier than Woody. Woody. Well, you know. I, I hear that. Uh, I hear it because you know a Woody Allen movie. He's got. I mean, there is a formula to it. He does a Woody Allen movie, and even when he's not in it, you know. Like, Here's the tone of every Woody Allen movie. Here's from yeah. my, and I've only seen a few of them. Yeah. What do you like him for? I'm me. <laughs> 
what do you do? What is everybody like him for? Well, He's on me. I mean, it, it's the same theme. There's no doubt about it. There is a formula to his movies. But when he started maturing, Annie Hall was definitely a breakthrough with him as a filmmaker. Because if you watch things like Sleeper or Take the Money and Run or Bananas, they're just like screwball, goofball comedies. There's actually some funny stuff. In it. I like it. Now, you know? Laverne and Shirley, to yeah. go back to the, the history they were pretty well known because this is a Happy Days spinoff. Right? Oh, absolutely! So people were kind of pumped about Laverne. And oh, Shirley. absolutely! In many ways, I don't say it's surpassed. Next is Pinky Tuscadero but, but it was definitely to get like, her fucking show. Hanks did a lot of early stuff on Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days. Young Tom Hanks, you know, he worked his way up. Bosom buddies, then. So Hanks. big things have happened in the TV league. Yeah. We're gonna match. I got the standings yeah. up. We had some shift, big shifts in the last couple of days. I did this yeah. last night. I wanted to live stream at three in the morning just because it was so goddamn groundbreaking. <laughs> For people who don't know, we have an, our own rating system here on the podcast. It is called the American Television League. It is a soccer style pyramid with six, mm-hmm. I think, or seven now, seven now divisions. God. Of ever moving, ever flowing, uh, primetime division on through to the bottom barrels of television, uh, and we rank them based on their core ra- uh, rating. Mm-hmm. However many million people watch the first episode of a season, and then we add three points or one point based on an increase in viewership or a draw in viewership. Okay. And then I feel like I'm and explaining they, no, it no, to no, you. No, now. I like it. I like it. No, it's working for me. And, and then it's obviously that you lose a point or, or three points. No, if you it's go just down. zero points. Oh, it's just zero. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's just run okay. like a soccer league. Okay. Interesting. Three points for a win, one point for a draw, no points for a loss. So, but what's but, interesting about but it a is win it, is an increase in viewership. I'm just giving the the listeners a, the framework a, for the framework because yep. I'm about to shout off a number of like this show won five in a row and is in this place. Like, I need you to know what I'm talking. And we about. monitor these same shows every week. So last year, NCIS won. Yeah, but we've had big things happen. So a couple weeks ago, Witcher debuted at number one with a uh, 46.82 super rating. Yeah. Um, but then in the meantime, uh, Cobra Kai debuted at a 48.46 super yeah. rating. So that yeah. was number one for about 15 minutes yeah. because then Grey's Anatomy came swooping in and won and is now the number one show on television at a 49.809. It has won three matchups in a row. Well, again, we, we, we've had shows. It's that, a wallpaper yeah. show. We yep. talked about last week. There's yep. wallpaper shows and there's really good amazing shows that kind of take an emotional toll on you so you don't want to watch them i don't want to watch squid game eight times in a row yeah yeah it's, it's fucking too draining it's fucking draining it yeah. takes a lot out of you and you yeah. start going down the wormhole of season two theories again there yeah. are just things where you're like i'm gonna leave that on the shelf for when the next one comes out yeah same thing with you it's a good show but you're rooting for a stalker the whole time it takes fucking yeah. a toll on you yeah gray's anatomy Criminal Minds, NCIS, all your cop procedurals. These are wallpaper shows. Yes. You can put those on and do grad school homework. But they do very well. I mean, you, the, as much as there's... Aponte yeah. in the chat last week. Oh, fucking, we got Brian Earl here. Reed wasn't able to finish uh, for a long... Oh, fucking, I don't... He, the chat's delayed. Okay. I'm fucking, okay. But we can welcome Brian Earl watching. Thank you. We got people watching the show. Absolutely. I like, thank you. So these wallpaper shows are the, are the winners at the end of the day. But that counts to me. That's why oh, I yeah. like to reward an increase in viewership yeah. because people always talk about oh the best show of the year was squid game the best show of the year was this yes queen's really, gambit or whatever it was yeah. gray's anatomy or ncis yeah yeah because these are the shows that you're watching while you're talking about how bad they are 
one yeah, time me and larry and i i would say the worst argument we ever got in and this is a testament to our relationship <laughs> during the pandemic we were watching gray's anatomy and we i mean we watch it because it's ridiculous so we spend so much time talking about like look there's at a how hate, stupid there's these a hate watch are. element to it right but then yeah. there's a moment during the show where i I kind of made fun of a character by the way they reacted to something. Yeah. And she kind of was like, why is that weird to you? Like she got mad at me that I was making fun of this character for like, well, obviously if that happened and I just stopped, I go, wait a second. All we do is talk about how awful these people are and about how just dumb this show is like, right away. why now is it this like, and then I was just like, why are, I just, I was just like, wait a second. Why are we screaming at each other about this? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, but, but yeah. those are the shows that yeah, are the exactly. best shows of the year because Absolutely. you scream at your girlfriend. Yeah, until yeah. you're red in the face about them. Yeah, well, network TV still, you know, even though you end up hearing that everyone know? that's on them are the worst people on earth. I'm sure they're terrible. It's an awful show. Yet you can't help but watch it. Yeah, I get it. So Listen, Grey's Anatomy is the number one show on television. I hate watch things. NCIS is now number four. U five, Squid Game six, Criminal Mind seven, Made eight, The Voice nine, Coco Melon ten. Uh, and then you have 60 minutes, 48 hours, Legacies, Vampire Show. It's in between seasons, so it's still kind of hanging around. It'll vampire bump down. Show? Yeah. yeah. The shows that are in between seasons will slowly, slowly nick down. Like if you look at the league here, Manifest, Neighborhood, Shameless, Simpsons, all shows that were in primetime last week are yeah. all prime access now. So they're one notch below. Yeah. Well, because these fucking network shows, it's these network streaming hybrid shows. They're really cooking. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason coming out of like the new year, people really start like even I looked at some of these increase in viewership, some of these wins shows got. Yeah. It was like a 30-40% increase in viewership. Like there are some weeks <laughs> where like people are just on that yeah, television. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, certain whether times it's intentionally or not. Yeah. Whether it's some maybe some people, oh, we all like this many million people bought new TVs yeah. and hooked their yeah. cable. We've had this cable box. Why do we pay for cable? We got the and then Yeah. Absolutely. who the fuck knows no no i, yeah, I want to get into these people's homes is what i'm saying <laughs> learn their trends what if i'm just going to become nielsen i'm trying to think what i hate watch uh what i i tell you what uh watching the pack in the playoffs as i go back to our first half of the show i, I hate watching the green bay packers in the playoffs we'll go from the I bottom though because i'm going to go to some shows that have debuted here yeah what if you hate watch will you genuinely hate watch something um i don't know man Let's see. I seem like I feel like you'd be a, a lot person of the Shonda Rhimes show. Like, this is a compliment. Like that show, Getting Away with Murder. That show was good, but I like bad shit. That's like a wrong question to ask me. <laughs> I hate watch shit that's like really problematic. Like I'll hate watch Alex Jones like a motherfucker. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Like well, I'll hate that, watch that, yeah. stuff that like if she walked in on me watching it, she would be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alex Jones is an not like beheadings, but like Joe Rogan. Like yeah. that's kind of my. We're like, oh, I, I'm probably not going to agree with any of this, but let's put it on. Yeah. Or like I, I, sometimes yeah. I really do think it's funny that Alex Jones screams about the shit he screams about. Like <laughs> I like really problematic shit. Like even Danny Callis, a Chicago comic, told me like he goes because I was bitching about how people are always upset at me for like yeah. supporting the wrong shit. And he goes, but you do have to admit, Keith. You do like divisive people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then he was like, so you have to kind of just accept how yeah. people are going to react to that. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you yeah. like being around disagreeable people. Yeah. It's like yeah. fun for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, 
you know, well, well, you have to have somewhat of a backbone, right? I mean, it's just like, but the fact that like the right wing thinks they're the ones under attack, I can't speak my mind. You're just too sensitive. You're too sensitive. So we've had some Ooh, serious you're debuts. about this and that and they and the wrong pronoun use. But oh, no, you're sensitive, Mr. Right Wing Clown. You are. You know? So do you want to get into some of these shows that have debuted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got a show called March, a CW show about Ooh. a marching band. Do you want to see a trailer for that? Uh, I have a feeling. I got a distinct feeling that this is an urban show. Probably. Probably urban. You never know. I mean, Crow, these shows I hope are, I'm wrong. It's going to be a very diverse cast. Do you know what's been good about driving for me? I, I like to do a game where, based on their name and how they look when they come into me, what their personality is like. You know? It's going to be urban, and, and I'm wrong a lot, and I actually like that. It's going to be urban, but it's a very, one of each. It's going to be one of each. <laughs> you mean, is it like black cheerleader white cheerleader with Christian Asian Dunst? cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. We got our group, and we're going to cheer too. We got one of each. <laughs> I never understood the cheerleading genre of movie. Okay. At all. There we go. That was, was that a Ricky? That was, that was fucking, uh, that was a Bill the Cosby show happening right Ooh, there. Yeah. I, I saw W. Kamal well, Bell directed a, uh, in the land a, 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 a movie about Cosby, talking about Cosby. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. It's like W. Kamal Bell. I was like, holy shit, when I was driving <laughs> yesterday. Seeing his name up in lights. Is so this is a, a league debut, guys. March. Yeah. CW's March debuted in the te ooh, television ooh, league. Ooh. Sitting at the bottom. 209,000 people watch this. And I don't think it, and, and it doesn't and look that's like enough to catch, keep it going. Or? But here's the good part about debuting at 209,000 people. There ain't can no only place go to go up, up, up. Exactly. You can only go up from there, baby. Exactly. Well, what Premier League team is like that? Uh, we are fucking Norwiches. Oh, yeah. 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 That makes Your sense. Burnleys, they're playing bad Burnley. right now. <laughs> Hard work in football don't, don't track anymore. I, I'm curious. You can't will a fucking nil-nil draw out of Man United anymore. Uh, how how many like how many leagues are in England? Aren't there just like So the the <laughs> legit professional teams there's uh Premier League combined with the EFL, it's 92 teams. There are 92 certified professional teams wow. that operate in the pyramid and then underneath that you have the National League, the National League North and the National League South and they get access into the Football League if they win those leagues but you have to like qualify like to get into the Football League which is the EFL and the Premier League your stadiums have to be a certain size. They have to be a certain oh, like there's qualifications to join like some there's clubs. There's probably a revenue stream some, to it. There's been moments where some clubs almost can't join because they don't qualify. To, you don't have the proper yeah. ground. You yeah, can, you don't can't yeah. just let a fucking Hampstead and Ham, the Hampstead Wanderers they practice in a field and <laughs> fucking in Surrey. Well, I was gonna say because I know it's this Montrose team because I saw that guy. What's his name? Ian Roy or Ian whatever. Ian Joy. I want to freeze it on a picture he, he, he so we does, don't have a does, black screen behind us. On the CBS Sports app, he was a professional soccer player. He played for like eleven teams in thirteen years. He played for Montrose. He's Scottish, but he was born in a in, in San Diego. And Montrose has a stadium of 8,600 people. So what size would that be? That'd probably be like a lower end, but maybe not. Oh, no. There are some like uh, clubs like Crystal Palace only have like 15,000 seats in their stadium. Yeah, but it, like having 10,000, these big like 50,000, I think there's only like 10 clubs in that England actually have that, that have like more than 20,000 yeah. seats in a stadium. It's not un like 8,000 seat stadium is not Does Elon Musk own one of the yeah, Elian, sorry. He so owns okay, Arsenal, right? So here's this March trailer. We digress. He sucks. Which is what this show is, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. TT on the mic, you already know I'm a make some noise. Dude, her fucking studio is raw, dude. 
TT on the mic, you out. That's what I want for this show right there. Look at that. Look at those soundproof. She's got her fucking look at that board in front of her. I know what I know what kind of board that is. That's the kind of dork I am. That thing that's Bluetooth that can that connects to phones and shit and the internet. That's what that, there's internet running through that board right now. Make some noise for the baddest band in the land, Prairie View Annie University, better known as the A and M. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that they're from aren't they uh, from Texas? Oh, so this is like a reality show. CW is getting into the reality game. I think. Well, that's why it's fucking 209,000 people, because it's a reality show, but it's CW, so you can't actually let them be real. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fake reality show. Can you show? guys not be yourselves? <laughs> yeah, I know that. Ooh, okay, boy. do you know how you just called them all busters, and that they're ruining things? Like, can you say that a little softer for CW? Busters. Our performance level is just far above any Is a buster like, 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 a, like a fraud or something? You're a, yeah, yeah, just like a sucker-ass mother, a sucker-ass motherfucker. Yeah. You gotta say it with A's. People will make fun of you if you say things white. That's the thing about, like, yeah. committing to that yeah. code switching. You gotta do it or not do it. Yeah, exactly. There's a rapper named Twista. Yeah. And I used to say Twister. And I'd get made fun of because his name is spelled T-W-I-S-T-A. Yeah, like they exactly. would say like, dude, it's Twista. Like, yeah. say it like that. Don't be embarrassed. Let alone yeah. hear us. You guys like Twister? I could be care less. That's been, that's been the joke for 30 years. So what do you years. think about marching bands? I feel like they're trying to, you remember the, the movie Drumline? Yeah, absolutely. They're trying to get that Drumline Yeah, I watched back. it opening night, Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> that I did not do, but uh, but yeah. So we're watching a little more Laverne and Shirley, and then there's a John Cleese looking guy. So this week in TV history, watching debut of shows. Oh, right? so uh, this week uh, Michael Jackson got burnt up in a fucking TV commercial. Oh, that happened in 1984. To me, Let's to play me, that right this is now. the truth. To me, that's the beginning. That that's when the problem started to happen. Like just the world in general. When Jacko burned, the world started burning. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he, when he, he Jacko he, was the fuse that lit his hair was the fuse that lit the bomb of the world's problems no it, it, it was his personal problems because he got addicted to painkillers after that so another debut promised land um on abc let's see look up these shows as i as i do them oh, are you well, texting i have to text sorry about this Ooh, crow's got a text he's got important meetings happening here um but let's look at the did you guys see it is this fucking Oh yeah, here we go. So he come, he jumps out on these fucking stairs here. I remember this. Like, so Jacko comes down a flight of stairs. This is a big moment in life for people, for Michael Jackson fans. I wasn't born, but I know yeah. about this. This is D Day oh, yeah. for pop music. Yeah, yeah, his, look at well, his hair. There it goes. It's he's, truly on fire. He's truly on fire, and he doesn't even know it. Yeah, his yeah. Look at that. Look so at that. Thick. Look at that. There's so many. And this was he. Like he was post Thriller. This is like he had really he probably hit. got addicted to. This is when he got addicted to pills. That, that's when he got addicted. Uh, the pill addiction. This is when the addiction happened. He wasn't an addict before this. So Promised you know? Land debuted. Um, I don't. I haven't seen that. And show. that was truly the end of Michael. J that that well, not the end, but that was when he. It started to get weird for him after this. He started to behave in uh, in different ways, and uh, his appearance, and it, it just even though he was a huge star, you know, there was always something a little off about him. You know, the Book of Boba Fett has landed yeah. in the late fringe division. <laughs> late fringe seven so, seven point seven eight super rating so or the again, daytime division. To put it more perspective, late fringe is that daytime. It's daytime. It's daytime. Okay, okay. I, I, for, for some reason, I think, I think it's League Four here. Okay, Division Four. Yeah, I was going to say what is it? Three or four? Okay, might even be five or six. We've been adding a lot. 
Um, but the big, the bigger news is just Grey's Anatomy and Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cobra Kai is still like high up, right? It's still doing well. Correct. Yeah. Why am wow. I getting sound here? They were able to put a show together. Oh, it's because I fucking you know? I turned it off. Yeah, here's the actual commercial. Yeah, they had to edit it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they it, used Marlin for the see, fucking commercial. They toured in '84, the summer of '84. They toured. This was a big fucking tour. The My Generation this commercial. Tour. This is huge. Big, that's when you know capitalism and Reagan were ramping up because they're like, this is a big moment for pop music. Yeah. and capitalism. Yeah. Fucking Pepsi no, I, and Michael Jackson are really rolling the dice on each other here. Absolutely. No, no, it totally was. I mean, it, it was a marriage. And you know something? Pepsi overtook Coke for a while. When Coke changed their formula, that was a, they, they did their own self-imposed existential threat. They thought they had to change their, their, their flavor to compete with Pepsi. And then they, they went back to the original, which was a smart move to do because that, they, they potentially shot themselves in the, in the foot with that one. Or they did. And now you don't you don't think you don't think of Pepsi taking over Coke. Right? This is Coke also is one of the one. first instances of technology being live enough to work. Because I think when Lenin got assassinated, we weren't quite there yet to like get to the yeah. scene. Yeah. But this one, it was like, oh, we we can get to the scene. What, 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 was this Michael Jackson? This is Jacko, dude. Wow. Can it be wow. yellow? Wow. Can I, the I blanket didn't know this be yellow existed. like a banana? I want to be like a banana. He has a glove. But yeah, he wanted to let people know he was still fucking Jacko. Whoa. I guess it burnt off like half of his freaking hair. Oh, he was Like bald. a major port. And, and, and it never grew, grew he back. He always you know? blamed this on the plastic surgery. Whenever they would claim he was like, yeah. that he had the vitiligo or whatever he had. And he had the and he was bleaching his yeah. skin. He, no, it was the fire. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, you know, it, it started to get weird. Look at this. People are crying. Dude, people. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. And this is even. That's just because they saw him. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Dude, people, you watch these concerts. Yeah. They open it up. Like, they go song in. One song in, they're passing out. Uh, like, really? Uh, yeah. Jam? That's going to be the song you go down to? <laughs> jam, jam. Oh, You're not going to oh. save it for fucking Thriller or something? When I went to Europe for the first time, it was 20 years ago. I flew over there, flew into London, was at an Airbnb, and there was an Australian woman. You meet a lot of Australians in Europe. They tour a lot over, you know, and so... And we were talking, bring breakfast. We had breakfast, and she was talking Little about Michael, And she was talking about Michael Jackson, and I was like, "Come on, the guy's a pedophile." That was not the wise thing to say for me with her. She was very upset. She was just like, "He's got hardcore." He fans, is man. one of the most talented performers to worth. I mean, he, she really, really dug her heels in, and I was like, "Yeah, I was too opinionated on that. I shouldn't have said it. I, that came in a little too hard on that one. Came you in know, flying you know, on that. Yeah, one. and then that wasn't good. At the same time." Yeah, I always didn't take him seriously as a musician, really, because although I like Off the Wall and Thriller's good too, but but uh, he got weird and he is a pedophile. So you know, I don't know, whatever. I mean, his music I can still listen to it and appreciate it. Billy Jean is his best look song. At this doctor, yeah, look at this cat. <laughs> look at that mustache. He's wearing eyeliner for sure. What, yeah, what is going on? He looks on? like he's just been bumping rails. Look, I'm on residency. I've been fucking cleaning up gunshot yeah. wounds and doing blow off corpses for yeah. the last three days. I was not prepared for this. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Having to deal with this in the 56th hour of your shift. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. At the Shrine Auditorium while uh, filming a commercial. He was uh, uh, working Look at the, with that some font and that color of his name. And Listen, I was supposed to be buying blow my guy's actually out there behind the ambulance what's the one eye the one eyebrow going up look at that 
I'm actually the keyboardist for ABBA. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, 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 he's, he's in Toto, actually. I think it was, <laughs> hold the line. Da, na, 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 love us in all. <laughs> I actually don't know why people keep thinking I'm his doctor. I'm actually one of the backup dancers. I actually was playing tambourine on stage. I have nothing to do medically with Michael Jackson. I don't know why you guys keep insisting that I'm the doctor here. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, my... Uh, there is a doctor. He's just not as sexy. And, you know, my and uncle, retired doctor... Right? Just retired about five years ago. He was a doctor for 30 years. When he was doing his residency post-med school, I mean, it's like you're a doctor. You're, you're on call for like three straight days. And you're doing everything for three straight days. They just throw you in the deep end. And like you have to just perform, you know. And it's like the stuff he had to deal with. He's like fucking 27 years old. Like, okay, you got to do this emergency surgery over there. He had a guy come in who got like a steamroller, fell off the track on a steamroller. And it rolled down a hill and ran a guy over. And he had to basically declare him dead. Like all these, uh, these stories. <laughs> we got to declare you dead. Yeah, basically, Lenny. he's like, yeah, well, you but put, I you ain't put the tag on him. But you're going to be. <laughs> but yeah, he, but this, the things he had to you deal with. You wheel this with, guy out every time. But how, And how tired you get. Can you I imagine mean, that face coming to tell you like. And then you got to deal with this press conference. That would suck. That would be tough. You could do it, but it'd be tough. It would be tough. You it'd know. be tough. Uh, those guys. Do- doctors too i don't know if you know doctors like to party here's a, because they're so intense i think they just have to like have a release good do- doctors like to party here's another big thing in tv history and then we'll go f- end it with some football games and sure. we'll blurt about the 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 tv league okay. again but this 1975 show hot l baltimore debuted it's a norman lear show and i guess this is one of the first like it was on a list of one of the shows that was way ahead of its time. It was very yeah. LGBTQ, LGBTQ, yeah, LGBTQ XYZ. Yeah, yep. uh, Cromwell's in it. Uh, but here's a. There's not. I can't find any episodes. I don't think there's any known footage of this show. But I got as much as I could here. From Norman Lear, Hotel Baltimore, creator of All in the Family, Sanford and Son. Oh, there he is. Another comedy milestone. You cheat. Why would I cheat, you abominable old wretch? Because you are black. <laughs> what did you say? I said you are black. I'm red. You moved the wrong jacket. There we go. All right. Now, after this game, let me suck that dick. Yeah, because it's a gay show. It's a show about like, old gays and stuff. <laughs> You know, what I mean, is that what, I mean, I didn't get the gay theme at all. Well, on there's, there's, I got no gay theme. I on think that. they I just, just got, said it was LGBTQ. Who's, who's the actress working with Cromwell? Deals with mature oh, subject oh. matter, parental judgment and discretion. This was advised. a big deal. Look at that piano that starts. <laughs> this is the opening intro to it. I mean, I could see how you could suggest that all these people are banging each other. Like, those are just, he's just pointing Al Freeman. at nudes yeah, of Al himself. Freeman, yep, yep. Oh, these two people are fucking munching carpet for sure. <laughs> We're playing against type. Stan God, look at this cast. These are all definitely actors that take a leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the. They well, got. They're the, trying they, to get a career. They got on. the Juilliard crew. Norman Lear is like, I'm doing something off the wall. This, this is, isn't going to get picked up, and you're going to get blackballed from. Oh, because the E keeps. Because they're banging all the time, so the E, the e no, never I, stays on. I think it's it's a flea bag hotel. It's a little bit rougher on the edges. Flea bag. They let black people <laughs> stay there. 
It's literally, well, I didn't really get a gay theme on that. They're just a couple guys and a couple well, women Well, it was on out. the show of the LGBTQ thing. Okay, interesting. I I, I I, have no memory of that show. It had that ragtime piano. They're trying to get off that Sting vibe. This is happening in Stadler and Waldorf's fucking crotch right now. So we got a bunch of title games here. Yeah. Do we want to put on... Got the 1985 AFC Championship game, which is probably a fucking snooze fest. Uh, let's the, just that, put all of them on. That, that, that was the... Well, no, let, let, let's, let's, I'd like to be more focused. I got the Vikings and I got the Saints from 09. I don't want to watch that. I got the Bills and Broncos from 92. Oh, that game's a boring 10-7 final score. No fucking shit. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, um, Raiders, Bills, Bills destroy them. I got the drive. Uh, put the drive And on. I got this 83 AFC championship, the Seattle Ooh, Seahawks and man. the LA Raiders. Yeah, Raiders take care of Raiders defense. When you watch them play, I watched that Super Bowl when they beat the uh, Redskins. Their defense Here's was one fast. moment I want to put on. It was no fast. They had, one, a, they had a good D. Real quick. I want to. I, there's one moment in this that I do want to watch. It's where Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> no. Oh. I'm going to go to Look at Costas was still young. Oh, is the juice here? <laughs> juice going to come out, man. Well, because they're honoring players. Exactly. And they got to go back in their past. There you go. The great Bill, the future ahead of him. Sure, he's going through some marital problems, but OJ Simpson. Is that Joe DeLamalier? Randy Gratishar. God, he looked old then, man. He looked old 30 years ago. He's got to be dead. He's good. Yeah, I bet he's close. Bunch of guys. I remember. I mean, again, football players from my childhood are all dropping All these like guys flies. have touched death. You know. Yeah. OJ Simpson, famous for murdering his wife in three years. <laughs> Steve Tasker. Does Simpson call it? I call her head. I call decapitator. See, this is how I know I was detached from sports even at this time because... I, when O.J. Simpson went up for murder, I didn't know he was a football player. Oh, and 95 yeah, yeah. is like the first full yeah, Bears season, yeah. but like that was my introduction to like, oh yeah, my dad kept telling me it's like if uh, Babe Ruth killed his wife. Oh yeah. He, well, was, he was like, he not like they're the equal yeah, athlete, but yeah. it's that, he yeah. was that famous. Oh yeah, he was known, absolutely. Very much a star. Because I remember being like, why do you guys care that this dude murdered his wife? Yeah. Like why is he, even even if he did or didn't. Why is it making you racist? Like, why do you care? That, that yeah, that, that color jacket. I used to own oh, jacket everyone like loved that. the starter jacket, yep. dude. Fucking Crips were jumping fucking well, twelve year olds for their that starter like jackets. Early North, but those puffy like yeah, oh yeah, wintery fucking jackets with all the layers and hoods yep. and zippers and Absolutely. pouches. Yeah, that and a as much as a Raiders hat would scare people. The White Sox hat was like, "Ooh, man, you're going deep cut." But that's what I love about that game. I was watching that earlier, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, look, they got the fucking juice out there." Absolutely, absolutely. They did. The drive. It might be Merlin Olson and Dick Emberg, and then, I mean that was their that was C, that was ABC, uh, NBC's A team. Look at that. That's a cold day. That's a cold day. I mean, the stadium is. I I, I saw the Indians play. I went to a baseball game. In I that think stadium. that's the one cookie cutter baseball stadium that actually looked. It actually fit both things for real. Oh, when you say like when you it was in dual purpose, when it yeah. was in football configuration, that looks like a football stadium. It looks yeah. like an old football stadium. Yeah, but it like there are some like Oakland Coliseum you see, and you're like, that's a baseball stadium. Yeah, that they yeah. turned. But this one, I think it was like the perfect dual purpose stadium. It's seventy seven thousand people. 
They said that seventy-seven thousand people for Some a football Indians game, game you know? too would get like sixty, seventy thousand people. They, when I went there for an, a scheduled doubleheader, that's when they had scheduled doubleheaders, Keith. In nineteen ninety, I saw the A's play the Indians, and uh, and it was a doubleheader. And the A's it was nineteen ninety. They were a defending World Series. Team. They had Jose Canseco. They had Ricky Henderson. They were the charismatic team of baseball at that time. And there were forty-eight thousand people in that stadium. It still felt empty. And there were forty-eight thousand people for that game. Hell you yeah. know, that's how big the stadium was. But I mean, those dual purpose, I mean, they, the stadiums now are the technology. It should be good. They're bilking the taxpayers for billions of dollars. Yeah, it is. And of course, there's mobility. Well, you know, John always got that weird futuristic face mask. I was a man. I had that little <laughs> toothpick across my face. Yeah, well, he was uh, uh, Bernie. El- Elway could run. There's El- my guy. Elway could run. Bernie and, Kosar's the greatest quarterback of the 80s. Yeah, well, he was. I'm uh, just kidding. He had a great arm. He had his heyday. You had a great, a great. He could Probably not. Probably the Jay Cutler of his time. He, when you talk about the, the, the prototypical quarterback, he wasn't with his posture, but his arm was great. He was, you timed his 40. He ran an eight flat 40. He was the slowest human being to ever play football. He could not move, but he had an incredible arm. I, I, you know, Brian McGannon, the guy who was a comedian for a while, lived in Chicago. No, I'm in Omen, Chicago. Lived in Cleveland. He said he saw Kozar practice. He could throw a football 60 yards like it was like, it was just like out of his hand and 60 yards down the field. He had yeah. a, an absolute howitzer arm. He really did. Uh, howitzer. When you look at it, you don't see it because he was act- he was deemed a cerebral quarterback. He could read defense as well and knew how to react. You look at the defenses of this era now. Look at like, that kicker face mask. Uh, it, it's Rich Carlos. He's barefoot kicker. Rich Carlos. Look at that. Look at that. He's barefoot. Barefoot kicker, Rich Carlos. Why don't they do that now? There were a bunch of barefoot kickers back I've then. I've read Mike that it Lansford. actually doesn't hurt, and it's like it's, yeah, you, it's a better kick. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised they don't do it now. It seems like some Australian outback bullshit. Uh, they want the out leg there to on be the stronger. Denny. When you're out there on the Denny, you kick a ball <laughs> with your bare foot. Oh, yeah. No, was Tony Franklin was probably the best barefoot kicker. But then Rich Carlos is in it, and then Mike Lansford was a kicker for the uh, for the, uh, for the the Rams. Was Elway left-handed? No, no. He's right-handed. He was right-handed. But he was deemed like a mobile quarterback. He'd run a lot, which is the here's smart thing the thing that Here's the thing. Legitimately, one of the only reasons I would would consider Elway better than any other quarterback, he was a mobile quarterback with no cartilage in his knees. (laughs) He got cartilage removed from his knee. They told him, like, we can take this out, but like, when you're 50, you won't be able to walk. walk. And and, and And he's just like, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. Yeah, here we go. Ooh, hit Kevin Mack. There you go. Hit Kevin Mack. There you go, a little screen pass. This is hard-nosed football. We're still in the hard-nosed football oh, era. absolutely. I think even though they lost four Super Bowls, the Bills kind of made offense sexy. Oh, oh, oh no. The, Jim uh, Kelly was a little team, hot the guy. K-gun, the K-Gun. Uh, Bengals ran on offense like that. Um, the good offensive teams when I was a kid were the, were the Cowboys were definitely a good offensive team. You know, uh, the, the Redskins were because the offensive line was so dominant. Let's the big they could just this fucking yeah. Seattle game here. God, look at this. When yeah. the, back when the Coliseum was the Coliseum. Absolutely. I remember watching this game. Along at the Coliseum, Dick Enberg, Merlin Olsen, our congratulations to Joe Gibbs, Washington Redskins. They've earned the right to defend their Super Bowl championship. The what? The Washington Wall. I want to see the lineups. I want to see the lineups. Man, 83. Yeah, I want to see. This is great. I want to see the lineups. Kurt Warner, Penn State. Rookie, Penn State. Cullen Bryant, oh, blocking back. He, he Cullen play, he, Bryant, going to beat his wife in two years because he'll be out of the league. Yeah, no, he actually played in the USFL for the uh, uh, Philadelphia franchise. Paul, oh, Largen's the next one. Largen's the next one. Paul Steve. Johns started a cult uh, because he got inspired by fucking Jones, by Jim Jones. He's like, I'm Paul Johns. Paul Johns. <laughs> no, n- next one is Largent. Yeah, Largent. 
Yep. Uh, you know our buddy Colin Coward? Steve Steve Largent's his favorite athlete of all time. I grew uh, up in Northwest. Rich. I, I want to hear his I want to hear his commentary. It's very veiled white. Look at this. They couldn't get to the they didn't show the offensive line. They didn't show the offensive line. Well, do they even matter? It's a bunch of jailbirds. What you might as well just show a group of people picking up recycling on the side of the street? That's yeah. what the offensive line is. Yeah, I want to see. The, the Raiders are good good defense. They're fast and they were tough. Warner, ooh, here we go. Yeah, Chuck Knox is our head coach. Was this one of those games where you were like, do you remember watching this? Yes. Do you remember thinking like, the Seahawks have no shot here? Well, they had beaten, they had beaten the Raiders twice during the regular season. Here we go. Charlie Young has it. Yeah. Look at these the, the pictures. Bowl, three different teams. Ron Essink. Yeah. He's had a fine year. Edwin, Edwin Bailey. Bailey. For the Look at that. McKenzie, I remember Blair Bush. Bush. Look at those him. mustaches. Those are guys that would not appreciate... Their Steve daughters was decent, decent. Those are mustaches that Puerto Rican men don't want to see when they're sleeping with their daughters. <laughs> because, you see that mustache peek yeah. through that door? Oh man, you better jump uh, out that window. This this is this is uh, Chuck Knox, ground Chuck, Chuck Knox. Do you remember when Jimmy Johnson was fired? Jimmy Johnson was fired, and Michael Irvin had, had a, just freaked out, was upset. Michael Irvin, he's like, "Why don't you hire ground Chuck?" Well, Howie Long, look at Howie Long. Ken Law, that I, I knew his wife. How many of these guys There's are Elzado. dead? There's Alzado. Alzado's dead. He's definitely dead. Isn't dead that? Years. Who's Kenner's fucking around. Sloth? Who's Sloth from the Goonies? He's not on there. Oh, oh uh, it's Matuzak. Bob, uh, Matt Millen? Matt Millen's in this? Was Matuzak. Rod Martin. Goonies was like the next year. So Matuzak's out of the game at this Mike point. Mike Haynes is the only guy who compete with uh, Dion. Van McElroy. This is the era of them being like... Free safety, nose guard, nose tackle, yeah. halfback, yeah. fullback, or when they still called them tailbacks. Do you Ooh, remember? He threw a pick. Lester Hayes threw a, threw a pick. Yep. Hayes and Haynes were excellent defensive backs. I feel like Dave Krieg, fucking the Jets quarterback in the 80s. Who was that? Uh, uh, Pat, o uh, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien. Yeah. Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien. Esiason. Yeah. They're all the same guy. <laughs> you could just mush all those dudes together, and it's just the same okay white quarterback yeah, to me. Yeah, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. But with well, uh, Esiason's good. Esiason was a decent quarterback, won the MVP in '88. He was actually a pretty good arm. But the fact is, is uh, Dave Craig was a he was an improvement over. He Jim played until Zarn. like Craig played until like '99. Oh, oh you know, he, he played for the with the Chiefs. He, I think he's the all time leader in fumbles. Ooh, it was it was pass interference. They called pass interference on Hayes. He didn't like that. Michael Haynes, the other def uh, defensive back, is totally good. He's totally good. Totes good. I mean, it is. He's a very look at, look at Hayes is with him. Let's go. Look, one hour that. into the game. Holy Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the uh, Raiders open up a can of ass whoop. They kicked their ass. Look at this line. He has had a rough day. So yeah, far. he has had a rough now day. He's going to go and try and make the tackle. He does. He doesn't know if the play's live. They're going to pull up this yeah. line behind him to see if anybody's coming to level him yeah. again. Yeah, he got knocked around. Look at is that a cigarette or is that or is that a? Uh, no, that, I think that might be smelling salt. Smelling salt. Yeah. That's Rod Martin. Rod Martin was good linebacker. Dave Look at Creek. that number. Two for six, 16 oh. yards, two interceptions. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad line. That is a Tavares Jackson, Christian Ponder type line. Even in the Civil War football times of the 80s, to me, how I always say it, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, it's no. they started becoming good athletes in the mid-late 70s. If you watch late 70s football compared yeah. to late 60s, it's a, it's a dramatic improvement. In the 90s, even in the 90s, when I was a kid, if a quarterback threw 25 passes in a game, they would just be like, oh, throw a lot of passes. Like Not 25. To me, like even to me as a kid, forty was a threshold. It was the thresh. I think the threshold, threshold was forty. 
Bledsoe. I remember that was Bledsoe's thing. He throws 500 passes a year. He threw 70 passes against the Vikings in 1984, and they came back and won an overtime. The Vikings were dominating that game in the first half, and Parcells gave his rah-rah. Aren't you sick of your milk money being taken by the bully? Stand up to the bully for once. He called them out, and then they threw the ball a million times because the, the Vikings couldn't cover shit. This is a Marcus Allen was in his second year and a very good running back. You know, yeah, they, they, they got a healthy Ooh, the dose The Vikings didn't draft. Yeah, th- that actually was a mistake. Uh, drafting Darren is. Nelson. Why wouldn't you draft Marcus Allen on AstroTurf? Oh, Darren Nelson will be fast. You see, the Vikings were enamored with a running back who could catch the ball out of the backfield because of Chuck Foreman, because he was the best running back they ever had. So I had a bunch of running backs after Chuck Foreman that were basically Chuck Foreman light. Ted Brown was like that. Tony Galbraith was like that. And then and then the guy that drafted Darren Nelson, they were going into their new stadium with turf. They thought he was going to be fast and good. He was with Elway at Stanford, and he had 2,000-yard receiving seasons as a running back. That was like, oh, my God, this guy is a weapon. Uh, uh, Marcus Allen was a tremendous football player. How you miss on him, that's a mistake. And then before we close out, I think we should (laughs) we should end it with uh, my heyday, my era, the two thousand and six Bears. Uh, oh this yeah, is the yeah. Saints, the the Aints versus the Bears. I remember watching this game. I, I was actually up in. I'm glad I wasn't in Chicago. I, I was in Madison, and I just bitched about this. I was like, this fucking team of sneak thieves. They just hold you up and rip the ball away and call it good football. And all they have is when that I has to- when I have a football player in my head, it's the shape of these guys. Like yeah. to me, this is the perfect pad size. Yeah. To player size, they still looked kind of like gladiators. Yeah. Like now, football players don't really look. They took down the gladiatorness of it. They kind of look like they're playing laser tag yeah. out there with helmets. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mention that. I, I think that's probably Young by Aikman. design. This made me feel old. This is 2005. Yeah. Aikman and Joe Buck have been doing broadcasting for like almost 20 years. Oh, now. I know. I know. And I remember yeah. Aikman as a player. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it's it's disturbing. It's disturbing to watch. It's, it. I was thinking the other day, it's the entertainment that always makes you feel old. Like when you realize a band is getting back together. Yeah. Or like when you reference a movie and someone doesn't know who it is. Yeah. And you're like, you keep digging yours. Like I'd be like, I had mentioned Encino Man to somebody and they're like, what's that? And I was like, you've never seen Encino Man with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, who's that? Like, you don't know who Brendan Fraser you know, is Sean from Blast from, from the Past. And yeah. they're like, you don't know Blast from the Past with Bonnie Hunt. Like, wow. you don't know who Bonnie Hunt is from Beethoven with Charles Grodin. You don't know yeah. who Charles Grodin is from Midnight. And you just keep wow. like Good for you, going man. back to movies that nobody's ever heard of. And you just wow. keep making yourself seem older and older and older. <laughs> What's Just because you don't know what the equivalent to Encino Man in 2022 but, is. Yeah, which is, yeah, exactly. It's making the same one. Did any, has anybody made a movie about a caveman getting unfrozen and going to high school? Well, well there was a times? drama called called uh, Iceman in 1984 with Timothy Hutton, where they literally thought a guy out from like Alaska, and, funny, and he was alive. Encino Man know? really is this unique piece of film. Uh, Encino, when I think of Encino Man... When I first moved I think to Chicago, the juice, obviously. I, I, I think move, I moved to Chicago and and that uh, poster, that billboard was on the Damon L. Blue Line stop. And that was like, whoa, I'm in a big city now. They advertise movies, you know, on the sides of buses. This is fucking I've gone somewhere now. You know, is that Raymond Harris? No, it's uh, uh, Jason McKee. This is back when the fullback still had a place. Yeah. Yeah. The running backs were Cedric Benson and Thomas Jones. Yeah. That, that was actually a, that was a pretty good running back comedy. That was decent enough. They weren't, they weren't totally bad. But yeah, Grossman. He's Grossman. so short. Looking back on this, you see him having to like jump on his tiptoes to like see over the offensive line. Who, he had Grossman? a fucking cannon though. Oh, he had a great arm. They list Grossman, John, I think uh, one other scrub from the 50s, Johnny Lujak, 
Jay Cutler, Eddie LeBaron, uh, no. Jay Cutler, Grossman, and now Fields are like they are like five guys that have had the strongest arms in Bears history. And Grossman was on that list. Like oh, yeah. Grossman had a fucking howitzer. Oh, no, he had a great. Well, why do you think he got into the league? Because he was he was too slight a build. Want to know last. my favorite part about Grossman? I heard he won his high school state championship tripping balls on acid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be. Uh, to he's, be, <laughs> he's a Bloomington, Indiana legend. Yeah. He went to, he went yeah. to high school from right outside where the college is. Yeah. He's a fucking, I was in Bloomington when the bears drafted Rex Grossman and everybody was like, dude, he's the guy. Like you guys yeah. got yourself a fucking quarterback. He went to Florida for crying out loud. When Florida had Steve Spurrier, you think they're not going to get arm talent at Florida. They're going to say, this guy's good. You know what he reminded me of? Jeff George is from Indiana too. And Jeff George had a howitzer arm. How He's the reason arm? I say fuck the the Homer Dome where the Vikings played. Yeah, because they, yep. it tore his knee twice. Yep, I know. No, I know it. That, that, that Grossman place. was the first heartbreak I had as a Bears fan. The true like this guy. I yeah. If like he three devastating knee injuries. Yeah, it's a shame because he got hurt all. It he also got hurt in St. Louis once too. If I'm, I think he broke his his leg first in two Louis. years. He was basically out for the year. Yeah, no, he could that's never why this was big. And, this was the first full year. Yeah, the way this played out, they made the playoffs the year before. Yeah, and got beat by the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah, or, or, but then yeah. here's what here's why I knew they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. So or Orkman was the quarterback in 04. Orton, yeah, because exactly. he got hurt. Yeah, and. The Bears played the Falcons in the playoffs, and Grossman was like just coming back. Yeah. And his first game was against the Falcons, and he fucking let us. He like was awesome in that yeah, game. Yeah. And then we almost beat the Panthers to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And I remember saying, I was working in the video store, and I go, The Bears are going to go to the fucking Super Bowl next year. I go, A full year of that Rex Grossman? Yeah. yeah. We're going to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. You can see good quarterback play, obviously. And yeah. then half of the half of that season, he was the MVP of the league. And then the second half, he was throwing picks like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah they adjusted. Um, you know, whatever. The Guardian with fucking Kutcher and Koss. Speaking of Costner. <sighs> Wow, that that was when DVDs were fucking ruled the world. Yeah. God, no wanted kidding. to convert your whole collection. To me, that was still like that's still cutting edge. Look at Lovey, just cool and calm, never fucking raising his voice. I always I thought Lovey was that an was okay the, coach. By the time Lovey was being driven out of town, that was always the criticism against him. We need the fire and A passion. Fire. <laughs> He's got no passion for the game. No, uh, he he probably does. He also treats them like professionals. I've also heard you know? his lie. He would scream at him in the locker room. He just wasn't public about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's we're at two of seven. I'm just giving you a time cue. Do you want to ease oh, out of it, or are you in? I want to see. They scored on a fourth down play. Oh, he got the first down. Cruz was a pretty good center. I always thought. Oh yeah, I thought Cruz. They had a decent offensive line. I watched a little bit of this last night. It doesn't break open until like the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. look, nine nothing, three field goals. But it ends up being like forty five to oh, ten. I think it was thirty six fourteen. They blew them out. Yeah, yeah. I was really worried about this because we squeaked by the Seahawks the round before this. Yeah. And then that made me worried. We're like, fuck, man, Reggie Bush could run all over us. Yeah. And like, then during, like I remember in the third quarter, I got eat, like I was weight lifted off my shoulders of like, OK, the Bears are clearly the better team. Yeah. Like yeah. You, like halfway through the third quarter, you realize like they're not going to lose. this yeah, game. exactly. Well, this this was uh, their defense was too good. Uh, the, yeah, Look at uh, Deuce McAllister. Yeah. Well, th this was Peyton's first year. He, reti yeah, he, he retired. He retired this week. Peyton did. I thought it was a pretty big football story. He coached there for 16 years. I mean, the Saints were not a good franchise before he got there. They went to the playoffs some with Mora, but they were never truly a threat. And they became a true threat. I've always Peyton heard that's why Saban left Miami, because he wanted to he wanted breeze and they didn't clear his yeah, medical exactly 
It was it was between New Orleans and Miami because he had a bad shoulder, which I get. You know, I mean, throwing shoulder too. Yeah, I don't know. And wow, what a decision! And that, I mean, I, when he retired, when Breeze retired last year, I thought for sure Peyton was going to be gone. He's hip to hip with the quarterback because you have to have a quarterback that's good. It's impossible to make it work unless you have some truly talented quarterback. They made the position so hard. There's like eight good quarterbacks, and that's it. You know, they're trying to transform it with with the uh, spread option. No doubt about it. They're trying to make it a little more run oriented, which I like. I think it's a unique thing. Erlacher, you know what I liked about Budkus? Budkus actually liked Ray Lewis more than Erlacher. <laughs> You know he's got pa- oh oh oh. Would that be Dick? That'd be Buckus's color commentary. Oh oh. Yeah, oh. he'd be making noises oh. and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching this game. I, I was in Wisconsin at this time. About a halftime. Yep. I remember that game for sure. Yeah. They. Well, what was the play that broke it open? Do you know what it was? Probably like an interception. I, I bet you right here they get a pick six or some it, shit like that. Is it 16-14 here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's got to be a play. Oh, they this. get a safety because it becomes 18-14. to 14. Oh. I'm going to go to the breakout play here. Breeze got rid of it in time, okay, man. Okay, so something happens. Let's watch it. Well, I'm going to go to it. Yeah. So here's 18-14. to 14. God, look at, it was, look at the weather there, man. It was tough. <laughs> it's bare weather right there. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing about the Vikings, and I talk about them going to the Super Bowl in the 70s, I mentioned a million times. No one wanted to play a playoff game in Minnesota because it was so fucking cold. So I really think that team truly wasn't that good sometimes. They just got in because of the home field advantage and the cold. No one wants to play in the cold. This I remember this play. That's a touchdown because no one touches them. Yeah. Was that Conway? Bernard Berrien. Oh, Bernard Berrien. Was like, yeah, exactly. Conway was retired, but he was 93. Oh, Curtis so. Conway was fucking got done. Long gone. Curtis Conway broke his collarbone in 97, and that was the end of his fucking career. He was a good player, man. Conway was a good player. He was my thought. dog in the mid-90s. Yeah, when we were a kid. Like my friend a- Andy had a Curtis Conway jersey, so I proclaimed him my favorite football player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Berrien had some decent years for the Vikings. I thought he was a decent enough player. It wasn't great. He was too small. Aponte here. Is Ronnie Lott on the... Oh, we're going back to the Niner team. Is Ronnie Lott on this team? Ronnie Lott was a beast. Tecmo, Super Bowl royalty. And then I think to Lovey, he says Bears haven't had a coach as good since. Well, they haven't. I mean... Maybe uh, Eberflees will be the guy. You know who stunk for them? Mark Tressman. Yeah. He was terrible. That's why I kind of understand the McCaskies thing of like, well, every every time we try and have an offensive-minded head coach, he he loses the locker room. Well, well, you have to have the the right quarterback. You know, it just it has to work. If you don't have the right quarterback, it doesn't work. So I understand how they probably sat down and went, well, when was the last time we had success here? Oh, when Lovey Smith was the head yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. That's we probably were truly good. Mindset. We competed for a Super Bowl, and we actually went to the playoffs a bunch and won some. But also, Levy, Lovey Smith's tenure was fucking all about who's going to be his offensive coordinator. His yeah. big knock was he doesn't know how to off assemble an offensive staff. He doesn't yeah. care about the offense. Well, again, it's the classic thing. We talk about look at that D catch. Court, yeah, it's a great catch. D coordinator versus O coordinator. That's when I knew like we're gonna win the game. He scored right there. It's a touchdown. You got to go over the front of the line, not the back of the line. It's a touchdown. There's no, you can't challenge that. We're gonna lose. I even remember at the time thinking like, I don't know about that. Like even though it was oh. by the rules, I was like, if you touch him and he goes down, he should be down. Well, they didn't touch him. I feel like he nicks him. I even as a fan, I was just like, I think we got away with one right there. Well, well, because the Bears will have that happen in a game of theirs. Or I was even thinking playground rules were like, if you fall on the ground, you should be down. Like, (laughs) I think the game will eventually go to that. Yeah, where like if you fall down, 
you can't like the second someone falls on the ground you can't touch them you can't advance or you can't advance yeah it's just, it's just there yeah maybe i don't know they're gonna play with some rules the tackling is getting it's it's a little hard for me to get used to the tackling i gotta admit that when, when it's just a big pile of guys on one person and they blow the whistle i kind of get that because they don't want to blast him down to the turf and, and and make his brain move around for 18 seconds blah, 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 blah. you know you don't want that to happen you know so so here's 25 25 wow. let's see what happens here how do they get a touchdown here you know yeah they they uh let's watch the bears break disappear bears. Here. yeah yeah you know this possession here joe becomes a big possession you know for both teams for the saints you know they're looking at hope hope yeah, they, they kind of blow it out here. but I, this bears team i couldn't that fucking cardinal game this year jesus you had no business winning that oh they game. just fucking run more yeah tom oh, yeah. cedric yeah. benson you see i mean this is also it's cold weather here's what we're gonna do in cold weather if you run the ball you beat teams i think it's gonna be a, i think this ram niner game could be a pretty good game actually that's gonna be that that's the game of the weekend i i think the chiefs jumped the Bengals. i don't i don't think the Bengals are going to be ready for that playing and i i just think burrow's good they're gonna be able to move the ball but playing an arrowhead against a grizzled tough team that's going to be tough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, the, the, the the Bills Chiefs game. I think was the Rams the are. I I kind of want the Rams to have a home Super Bowl. I think it would be. Well, I would want it because I think I'd make a shitload of money that week. I think that week is going to be a very oh, yeah. good week because the week money's be been garbage. You know, absolutely. Well, so, I think we kind of hit the 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 fucking wall of information. Absolutely. We would just be the podcast would be ever more useless if we went on past this. <laughs> it would meander even even more than licorice pizza. We've hit our know? list, so I'm going to I'm right. going to do the thing that forces us to end and I'm going to hit that outro music. Sure. Um yeah, they're they're like we're going to oh, this is Jones. Oh, look at this look at this run. That's a good yeah. run. Oh, this seals it. Uh, and that seals us, guys. Thank yep. you for listening and watching. We'll be here. Um, we'll be back next week for the actual podcast. But like I said, I'm going to be doing live streams. I'm going to be live streaming one or two of the games on Sunday. Um, I'm going to be doing more TV League updates. Just short streams on our just to update the TV league standings and watch and make fun of some of those shows. But this show will always be here for you to be here for you for two, three hours a week, make fun of TV and learn about ourselves in the world through what is on television. Thanks for listening, folks. Always fun for Adam. And for me, we'll see you next week. KeithPazel.com slash live. KeithPazel.com slash feeds. We love you. Now how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air?